lots of land and the starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't fence me Morning, everybody. Good morning. This morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, people. Good morning, my friends. Don't wait. The Fed has raised. Oh, come on, Ben Turek. Minimum credit card payments are going up. Don't look at this. This is James It's a virtual nightmare. Don't let that happen. I'm pushing off the button. I'm giving him a free one here. Good morning, everybody. I was just getting this thing together here. Or get rid of expensive PMI. Smart cash is the difference and the new value of your home. I screwed it up. The Fed has. Hey, no, sorry about that. We'll play that in a little bit. How's everybody doing? No, I was just, I'm, I just all kinds of things. I'm just bothering myself with right now. I had to text Mark and give him a test to see whether he'll bring me a cup of coffee. That does not have a candy bar in it. So we're going to see whether Mark is going to follow through on that. Jim Hoft is coming in at uh, 7 o'clock. And actually, too, I was trying to figure out. I think I was supposed to be mad at Taylor Swift this morning, but I, I don't know. I, I guess, what did she do? She came out and said that she's now uh, a Democrat and that uh, she's all in on everybody. And I'm like, okay, I really like Taylor Smith. Swift. I like her. I, 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 it's one of my favorite songs. Is Sparks Fly. Now I got a hater. Come on, people. I got a hater for that. For coming out as a Democrat. I don't know why people do this kind of stuff, but I've always liked her. I like this one, too, is Look What You Made Me Do. She's got a new one out with somebody. I can't remember what it's called, though, but it's pretty good. 
always liked her. She's cute, too. But I gotta be mad at her. I like this one, too. From the album. 1989. But I gotta dislike her now. I have to cut her off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop playing her music. I'm gonna boycott Taylor Swift. Because she came out against Marsha Blackburn. But you know, folks, we don't have to care about that anymore, do we now? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what Taylor Swift says. The, the, the Democrats are still going to lose, so it must be frustrating. So why would I get angry about Taylor Swift? Like she's going to influence the midterm elections. I can, I can actually listen to her music and, and not have to be angry. Because I know that no matter what she says, it doesn't matter. Nothing these people touch turns to gold. It turns to ash. So, people, my, my message to you this morning is do not bother yourself getting angry at the likes of Taylor Swift. She's only doing, yeah, you know, she's growing older. She's spreading her wings. She, she's becoming a little, you know... Uh, she, she's just, you know, testing the water. She's, and plus, there's so much pressure on people like her now, because they've all got to come forward and say something, and they're gonna take a stand. And I think I think she got some trouble a while back because she didn't take a stand on something. It's kind of like, all right, well, you know, yeah, the the the, the Democrats are needing everybody to come out at, who's who's anybody and just say something. That that might that might work. It's like you know, Taylor Swift. Please say you're a Democrat. Because it's dry. This is driving them nuts. Oh yeah, that's right. Kavanaugh was confirmed on Saturday. Yeah, I love how I love how we took it into the weekend. So we like ruined everybody's weekend on the left too. So it, so it wasn't just Friday bitch bummer it was we made you wait until late afternoon while you're standing there in your confab at your at your kid's soccer game and checking your twitter and ignoring the kid's soccer game your own child's soccer game because you're so obs- obsessed with Kavanaugh that you have to uh, ignore your child's soccer game so that you can watch us humiliate you while you're watching or supposed to be watching a kid's soccer game, but you're not. You're ignoring your child, and then we're humiliating you while you're ignoring your child. That's even, I mean, just put it all together, and, and that's fun. I mean, that's just, that's a weekend right there. And then you have to go into all of your, uh, uh, into all your things, like your stuff that you have to do that evening, and you're moping around, your long face, and, you know. It's 2016. It's November of 2016 all over again. I mean, I'm not trying to rub it in or anything, but uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna rub this one in because uh, just like we're gonna rub it in on <laughs> in the midterms, because because folks, at some point, these people are going to understand that yelling and screaming 
and making false accusations and trying to lie about people and not have anything concrete to show for it isn't going to work. Voters and the public don't buy it. I mean, to, to some degree, at some point, even the media starts to kind of finally get it. And they did. Kudos to some members of the media who were finally like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, this is, uh, yeah, yes, this is, <laughs> this is true. You know, and you've got, you know, you've got people, and unfortunately you have people like uh, Jordan Peterson who decides that uh, they're going to, you know, who I respect, but Jordan Peterson has to go on and, and say that Kavanaugh should be voted down. And what the hell is he doing involved in this? I, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. And so, you know, you learn who the people are who, who make sense and who make constructive kinds of decisions based on common sense. And then you learn the people who aren't. I, I think my favorite tweet, and I'll have to find it, but, but it, it came from, uh, from Sarah Palin after Murkowski decided that she was going to vote no. Now, Murkowski had really no reason to, to vote no. She had... Uh, Zero reason to vote no. And yet that's kind of how she decided to go ahead and, and do it. And so uh, when, when Sarah Palin decided she was going to tweet that she can see Murkowski's seat from her house, which was kind of a takeoff on her seeing Alaska from her house, remember all that thing, that now it's gotten to the point where p- people are so confident like Sarah Palin, they can even joke about some of the big jokes uh, th- that were made against them, and now Sarah Palin has her eye on Murkowski's seat there in Alaska. Sarah Palin, by the way, a very popular person in Alaska politics. Maybe some people have decided they don't like her as much anymore, but she's a very uh, likable person in Alaska politics. And so keep in mind, Murkowski, if you look back on her election, she barely won that. She kind of squeaked in. She was a write-in candidate. She was a person who, because of some other issues with some other people, uh, just barely made it in. So Murkowski's Senate seat isn't one that is necessarily a solid one. And so Sarah Palin tweeting out that she's kind of after her seat is uh, is fun. But we'll get into that a little later on because uh, Murkowski is not a solid is not a solid seat. And so that no vote was completely uncalled for and was just a grandstanding vote. And, you know, after, of course, the, that wonderful speech by uh, by Susan Collins, which was an amazing one, when she first came out at, to the floor, and this was about 3 o'clock our time on Friday, she came out and you were looking for something that was going to give you some kind of indication that she was how she was going to vote. And you basically heard it within the first three minutes and she was an absolute uh, yes vote. But now uh, Sarah Palin is going to, going to basically try to take Bukowski's seat. And, and I hope she does. And uh, it looks like the uh, left has finally met its match. Even the people who are on the Republican side have finally, in my opinion, met their match. So we uh, also 
had fun watching the meltdown. These people who were just going crazy out there uh, in the streets of D.C. And this was uh, ultimately on the day of the confirmation of Kavanaugh. And they were, yeah, they were going crazy. But first... We invited a wide range of hunters and shooters to experience... Let's have a gun ad from Breitbart, shall we? On the range and in the field against the competition. Through testing, they came to... By the way, I think this one... Which is great. This is a this is a tape that has all of the crazy leftists doing crazy things, but it has not one but two, I think, gun ads in it. The first one is at the top, and then they go midway through and they hit a gun ad in between it, which is even better. But these left wingers are going nuts. But anyway, let's continue with the Same gun ad, shall we? Known all along, no one beats Bushnell. <laughs> people are people are really angry. People are really mad and crying. This video of people crying in the streets and and pounding on doors. Yeah, shut it down. They said as they as they they bang on seventeen foot high doors. That are never coming open. I don't know where that was, but. <laughs> they're, 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 uh, <laughs> they're like these gigantic, it looks like they're, they're castle doors, you know. I think they have the founding fathers in, engraved in them Yeah, Kavanaugh's got to go, all right. <laughs> we invited now here's a wide a gun, range of another gun ad. to experience the newest line of Bushnell optics. We will, sir. On the range and in the field against the competition. Yes. Through testing, they came to the same conclusion we've known all along. No one beats Bushnell. Nobody does. Can't beat it with a stick. Oh, there you are again. <laughs> this guy, these guys spot somebody from Breitbart, and they are, uh, <laughs> they, 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 Breitbart! Get him! He's with Breitbart. And they, just, they start to yell at the guy. I don't have to be tolerant of intolerance. You are the most intolerant group I've ever seen. Except the lies. I love these. The, the, the snarly uh, hipster guys are the ones I like the best. These little skinny guys who look like they've never like lifted a, a, even a fire log in their lifetime with their, with their T-shirts on and their... Uh, they're, they're, they're tats on their muscleless arms. They're, they're, they're the most fun to watch. Screaming and yelling at people. <laughs> you are subhuman. We're done being polite. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. I don't know why they're there. The Black Lives Matter people came out too, and one of them started to cry. They're, they're also in front of the gigantic 17-foot-high door that's never going to open. Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! This one woman's crying over... I, I don't know why. I guess because, what, Kavanaugh's going to uh, immediately order the reinstallation of slavery? Is that, is that what Kavanaugh's going to do? Or, or uh, order U.S. police to go out and shoot every black man who stands. She's okay. She's okay. I have to admit there are a lot of them, though. There, 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 there are a lot of them. So there are a lot of them who are not happy. 
Here they are giving the finger to passing motorcades. I, I, they don't even know who's in the motorcades, right? So it could be Chuck Schumer. <laughs> and they're just giving the finger to the, to the motorcade. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, man. I feel so sorry for this woman's parents. Like, or any... Can you imagine this? The, uh... (laughs) This woman is screaming at the top of her lungs, and she's... And I don't even know... Maybe it is Kavanaugh's motorcade. I don't... Maybe they're onto something more, but she is not, uh... She's not happy, I wouldn't imagine. Shame! Shame! That's the shame guy. Shame on you for wearing fur. That's the same guy who, shame on you for, the Betsy DeVos. I think this is the same guy. The same guy in the restaurant. I think we we found the shame guy. I think we found him. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. He's the restaurant guy. Shame, 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 shame. He's angry, too. You should see him. They have a really uh, big, tight close-up on his face, and he's really angry. And what's interesting is I can't ever remember being that angry about anything. I mean... Uh, even when, even when, uh, Barack Obama was ruining the country, I don't, I don't recall being angry about anything that angry, like that angry. Is there anything really that would make somebody that angry? And I mean, and and he's like, he's like, (laughs) he's snarling. And if you, if you, if you kind of like, I wish I could. I wish I could go and and have, and maybe one day when we have our monitor up and we're able to kind of do this, we can actually just kind of go in slow motion and watch the guy, you know, do the shame, 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 and watch his face and everything because he's really not happy. Why? What's not to be happy about? Uh, Kavanaugh's about to be confirmed. Shame! Shame! Why are you... Why are you so angry? Shame! Shame! (laughs) And you know what's funny is he knows that's the Breitbart camera because they've been following this guy around. And so they know – he knows that – he has to know it is. And so he's actually performing his shame concert in the the lens of the Breitbart camera. (laughs) Let me see here again. Shame! Shame! Okay, we get it, Shame! Shame, shame. <laughs> and he, and then, then he finally has his one last shame uh, right there into the Breitbart camera, which is, uh, which is crazy. So, yeah, Kavanaugh confirmed, uh, and, and Joe Manchin is the one who, uh, who helped get him over the top, and Joe Manchin is a Democrat. Uh, Murkowski decided she wasn't going to uh, to. To vote, yes. She voted no instead. And we just had the usual suspects. And so today, it's happy days are here again. And we've got, you know, uh, we, we've got people who are uh, now saying, hey, you know, it's, it's about time that we finally told the left 
this is it. You have overplayed your hands. You are out of your minds, and no one is buying what you're selling. And the news media came out and, 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 and said, you know, listen, this is, this is what is, is the deal. We don't have any proof of anything that was going on here. You know, ultimately, I hope that we follow up on this. I hope there's some kind of follow up uh, to this, and, and and to find out did Ford lie? Did she lie to the U.S. Senate? Did she lie to the Judiciary Committee? Are we going to keep following up on this and find out uh, whether these charges that were levied were falsified? Now, obviously, you know, it's legal. You can falsify anything if you want to and, and, and you know, falsify your claims. But, but the fact of the matter is, you know, you, it's, it's, it's not right to be able to say things and, 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 and make charges, especially ones that are, uh, that, that are really super serious, like gang rape charges and things like that. Uh, it's it's not right to go ahead and say them and 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 make these charges public and not be held accountable if if they're not right. It it so I hope we follow up on this. I hope uh, that the FBI is able to list the inconsistent statements made by Ford and let's follow up on these and let's get these let, let's get the ball rolling. I think we need to backtrack and and figure out exactly what, what happened here and, and go back and figure it out. Or maybe we don't have to, maybe we just, I mean, maybe we can just, well, okay, let's ask somebody to do it for us while we're listening uh, to, to music. If you guys don't mind, I mean, while, while we're having a little fun, if you don't mind, we can, we can, we can have uh we can have all the fun we want. We can just sit there and say, oh, well, we, we know. We, we, can you guys go investigate that Ford thing? And see whether she's lied or not. Because we're too busy. So if you guys can figure that out. And, can you go see if uh, she lied to the Judiciary Committee when you have time? I'm too busy. I've got a glass of champagne in my hand, so. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm at the gin joint. Can you all go figure out whether they lied or not? Because we're too busy celebrating. Hey, can you find out if that gang bang rape thing? Oh, never mind. Hey, did. Did Brett Kavanaugh pull his pants? Ah, never mind. Hey, did, uh... Was there a, uh... Was there... Hey, do you guys like this music? Because... I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you. 
I'm listening to Guy Lombardo. Sing to tune of it. Happy days. Our here again. Kavanaugh is on the court, you know. He is now the man on the Supreme Court. Wait until Ginsburg goes to. Yes. Then we'll have a gigantic Senate. A full Senate. You guys like that? That's good music. And especially against the backdrop of shame, shame, shame. It sounds even better. Happy Monday, everybody. Mark Hayson's going to come in and take his uh, whipping because uh, he has uh, been ordered to come and, and, uh, and face the public and face you and, and face the tribunal, and, and we will decide what his punishment is going to be. <laughs> we're, going to, uh, we're going to decide. What, you, you all can – I'll ask you when, uh, when he's in here, and I'll, I'll leave him uh, to all of you. We will take a vote and then decide what we're going to do with Mark Hayson after all of this and, and figure out whether or not he's actually uh, going to be <laughs> – what kind of punishment will be meted out to uh, young Mark Hayson. Also, Jimmy Hoskins will be joining us at about 7 o'clock. And we've got much more. We've got the, the, the news media. A lot of these older guys, like Frank Sesno. Now, I was, when I was younger, you know, Frank Sesno was over there on CNN. And he was, uh, he was basically one of the straight-up reporters. He's a bureau chief. And he's on Brian Stelter's program. And he, uh, he, he basically said cnn you guys you guys just basically just screwed the story up but you get all these guys coming out of the woodwork you know ted koppel and jeff greenfield and all these guys saying man you guys really you guys really messed this one up and 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 the news media did and frank says is a good guy and so i'm gonna play a little bit from him as well and then we're going to get to uh the rest of the morning so folks uh Appreciate all of you. Happy Monday. Thank you so much for all of your support, advertising-wise and everything else. You guys have been fantastic. Don't forget that our newest our newest uh, supporter is Nutrition HQ and Ricky Hall, and he's got all the supplements you need, whether it be you with a trying to lose weight. Maybe you are trying to uh, have some kind of great workout regimen that uh, is available for you, that'll work out for you. He's got that for you as well. He's the guy that had the uh, uh, the powder, which was this pre-workout, which is awesome, and it was in direct response to to the Colin Kaepernick thing, and I put it up on the Facebook page, and it was stand the F up pre-workout, so it's great. You can imagine the vibe of this veteran, Ricky Hall, and all that he carries with him when he has uh, all the supplements you can possibly need, all the uh, great, fresh, protein-rich foods. He's got protein pizzas, protein burritos there, everything else. I encourage you to stop on by. Tell him that Almond sent you. It's right there at Manchester and, uh, and McKnight in Rock Hill, and it's really easy to get to. And usually you just have to stop there once or 
twice a month anyway, and so it's really easy to get to to stock up on all your nutrition and supplement needs. He's got it all for you, including a cool scanner where he's able to test your body fat and figure out exactly where you're at there and whether or not you need to make any adjustments heading into winter. Stay healthy. Don't let this be your hibernation phase with Nutrition HQ. It's nhq.rocks. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, nhq.rocks. Uh, that's the website. So it's, there's no .com. It's .rocks. Just want to let you know. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed as a twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous night all the Don't wait. The Fed has raised interest rates. That means your minimum credit card payments are going up. Don't let that happen to you. This is James Hawkins of Golden Oak Lending. Now's the time to consolidate your debt. Home values are up, and you can use the smart cash in your home to pay off debt or get rid of expensive PMI. Smart cash is the difference between what you owe and the new value of your home. And Golden Oak still has fixed rates in the threes. Call 567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37. Yes, happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios. That's right, people. Rick Pogue's going to be in this week to talk a little bit about what's the offing for these guys. They're good people. And big-time supporters of the Radio Free Almond Show, one of the first to come out of the blocks. DDTruckUSA.com, people. Of the endless summer These are the days The time is now You know, the situation with Jordan Peterson There is no path I, I, there are a lot of people who like him and a lot of people who appreciate him and his common sense. I, I don't understand why he was the one who popped in and decided that this was going to be a good idea for him to tweet out that Brett Kavanaugh should step down from the Supreme Court for a less divisive nominee to take his place. Even though Jordan Peterson has been known as the 
don't don't apologize to a mob guy. He's the guy we've looked to for common sense and to stand up to the mob. Uh, but, but but for whatever reason, he is now you know kind of was part of that whole. Oh, you know, maybe we ought to give up after all and uh, less divisive. And and I was thinking about this over the weekend in between all the <laughs> crazy things that were going on, all the all the very busy things. By the way, on my personal page, uh, I want to let you know that uh, I put something up there from yesterday. Uh, my mother-in-law, Kathleen Fallon, Kathy's on here, and she's a big supporter of the show, obviously, and sweetheart she uh she and her group there on st louis hills were part of a committee that raised money and everything else to put together a beautiful uh harry weber sculpture of david francis the mayor of st louis at one point and also a governor and secretary of the interior wilsonian democrat they called him i probably more conservative than some Democrats are these days. But he was more importantly to most people, the guy who uh, put the stamp on the World's Fair. He was the one who made it happen or or paved the way for it to happen here, the 1904 World's Fair. For Christmas, he, uh, one day, he, one Christmas, he gave the city a big plot of land and they called it Francis Park, which is right down there in St. Louis Hills. And now there's a statue of him there that was unveiled yesterday, so it's pretty cool. Uh, and Harry Weber did a great job with it, but it's really, really beautiful. And uh, so he's uh, now enshrined at the park named after him. So congratulations, Kathy, and the rest of the gang there. It was really a really a cool thing. So, yeah, it was a busy weekend, but fun. And so I, I was thinking of the... Uh, Thank you, Michelle. You're back on. I'm glad a lot of people. I do run keep running into people. I have to tell them about the. I have to tell them about the app and everything else. So find me here. So uh, thank you, Michelle. I'm glad you glad to be back as well. We're working on a few things uh, regarding some dial positions as well. So once we get that done, so we're going to have about three different platforms then. So we'll have the Facebook, the uh, stream, and then the, the dial position. But here's the thing. It, it, nothing's going to change, though. That's that's a great thing about the show now. Uh, and yeah, Kathy is praised president of the, of the 1904 World Experiment. Yeah, but the uh, it's not going to change. The great thing about this particular platform is that we don't take a whole lot of breaks. I mean, you just noticed I I came back right after. I, we don't we don't we're not gone for ten minutes. I, I, I infuse all of my sponsors, everything else within here. I do take some time out to talk to them, but for the most part, we're kind of all here. It's easier to listen to, and I, a lot of you were noticing, and I appreciate you all uh, liking that product. So even when we actually go to a, uh, uh, even when we go to a, yeah, Steamfitter Chris, I was just telling Aiden last night that you're taking us fishing. I, I'm telling, God is my witness. We're driving. Uh, after his football game on Saturday, and I told him absolutely, I said we are good. We're going fishing with Steamfitter Chris. So, buddy, we're going to do it before it snows. I guarantee you, we'll get there. 
But that's the one thing about this product, uh, this Radio Free Almond product, is you, you're able to you're able to listen to it more easily. It's not intrusive, and we don't go away. So uh, it's 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 easy listening. But I was thinking about this over the weekend because everybody's everybody is decrying the divisive nature of politics and everything else now. And and I have a I have a different opinion about that. I I I think that divisiveness is good. I, I think I think that polarization is good. I, I realize that people who don't like divisiveness and thank you, Joe. I'm glad you like the stream. Good glad it's flowing well. People who don't like it, normally when, when people talk about the divisive nature of our country, it's always the people who are losing that complain about the divisiveness of the country. And I think, I think Americans ought to be standing up for what they believe in and fight for what they believe in. And then the, the winner or the person who prevails then ought to be allowed to uh, continue on without being screamed at, spit on. And bothered in restaurants. I, I don't understand why the, the problem in this country isn't divisiveness. It's not polarization. It's people who can't accept defeat. They, they can't accept being on the end of the lot that doesn't win. That's really what the problem is. It's not, it's not that we're a divisive country. I mean, people do have different opinions about things, and people do battle it out and things like that. But, but just because there are a bunch of screaming, spoiled, rotten, vile, potty-mouthed, violent hipsters banging on doors and overturning cars and yelling shame, shame, shame in restaurants, that's not a reason to call this country divisive. I, I, don't, I don't see how that's... Those people are sore losers. I mean, that's generally the way we would position them. I mean, I don't look at that. I don't look at some screaming, angry leftists as a time for me to have to go back and reflect on our, on our nation. It's like, oh, you know, those people out there, they're all hitting the streets and yelling Black Lives Matter and at, at, a, at the, you know, at this theater, they're all screaming at the top of their lungs, and you know, we we and 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 so now we have to go back and try to figure out what's wrong with the country. I, I think we know what's wrong with the country. These people are what's wrong with the country. The people who can't accept like normal grown adults, they can't accept not being on the winning side of their issue. I mean, aren't, 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 why, why do I have to go back and, and lament that the country is divided because of these people? Why? The, the only way to resolve the issues we have, we are doing. We are doing through the system that is built for us, this, this, 
Senate Judiciary Committee and the nomination process and all this kind of stuff. The hearing process, the voting, this was all done by a normal point. This is all done by a normal route. There, there was no divisiveness. Yeah, there, there were people on the Democrat side who didn't want Kavanaugh uh, uh, confirmed, and there were people on the Republican side who, who did. But, but everything else, as you, as you can see, was an outgrowth of sore losers and liars. So there's no reason for us to have to go back and reflect on the divisive nature of the times and blah, 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 blah. We know what the problem is in this country, and it's, and it's these people. These people are the problem. I mean, this is this is this is this is this, this, this isn't this isn't civil disobedience. It's temper tantruming. That's what this isn't the good old American way. It's just temper tantrum, screaming and yelling, giving the finger to people and doing. All, I mean, it's it's just that to me that's that's not really a problem that we need to address with a nine-member panel. We just need to kind of basically erase these people from the political spectrum. You are the most intolerant group I've ever seen. You are a subhuman. By defeating these people. So, so this morning, these people aren't coming back to D.C. They're not on the streets of D.C. this morning. And, and maybe they will be, but they're not going to affect any kind of change. So I, I, I really differ with the people who believe that somehow we're a torn country and we're divided and we're this and this and this just because a few people can't tolerate losing. I don't, I don't see how that, that, that's something that I need to worry myself with. So uh, the system that we have now, the political system and the structure, was built for fighting. That, that's, that's what we do. I mean, the original, the, the people who originally fought and fought hard uh, were our founding fathers. They fought actually to a point where there was a possible strong likelihood that, that they were going to be hung if they failed. So, so they fought for what we have. They fought for the uh, government structure we have. They, they fought for the creation of the U.S. Senate, which is... Uh, a which was which is built as an obstruction it was purposely formed to be an obstruction so th- so they built this thing that's how they did this that that they 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 wanted division but they wanted it resolved in a proper way and so far a lot of us are attempting to do just that but uh, apparently other people will have none of it i mean look looks what looks what at what's happened the past two years since we all went to the polls like we're supposed to. We all voted in a presidential election like we're supposed to. We all did our civic duty like we're supposed to. And look what we're left with. We're left with a bunch of screaming, negative, name-calling, temper-tantruping Americans that somehow we have to now deal with. By reflecting on the divisive nature of our country? No. We just, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go back to the polls in November and we're going to defeat them again. That, that's just, that's how it needs to go. And, and if they think it's going to be anything but a drubbing, 
uh, in the midterms. I don't know what I don't know what these people are thinking. Oh yeah, the, the, the we'll, we'll take over the Senate. Then we're going to impeach Kavanaugh. It's like no, you're not. You're not taking over the Senate. You'll ba- you'll barely win seats in the House because they've allowed themselves to be represented by by these screaming memes out there, and that, and that's how it uh, that's how it's rolling. But I think I think division is good. Division is positive. Division things are working the way they're supposed to work. But the people who aren't falling in line and cooperating like true Americans are the people we're seeing on the streets destroying things. I mean, we can't even we we can't even get a jury verdict in St. Louis without somebody getting pissed off about it and breaking windows and rioting. Well, that's not a, that's not a breakdown in this country. That's not a breakdown in in civil society. It's a breakdown among the left who are refusing to cooperate like normal average everyday Americans. Who when they when they lose they go back to the drawing board and figure out why and move on. I mean, can you imagine if if every time we had a a, a baseball team lose in in the World Series or the playoff games, every time that happened, the losing team's fans would riot. I mean, can you imagine a country? But that's what we're seeing now in politics all the time. It, it, it's it, if they lose a major event, they go friggin' nuts. They're just a bunch of babies, horribly raised, and 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 I don't, I don't know who their parents are, but Lord, it's just it's it's. Destructive, but then again, again, it's not our our problem, though. You know, we we don't. But but everybody, every time someone says to me, "Yeah, boy, what a shame! This country is so divided." It's like, no, it's not. I mean, it's divided, but it, but it's divided like it always has been. We've always had arguments. We've always had disputes over issues. We've always fought over gay marriage or guns or whatever. It's always been that way. The change has come. Because we have certain people who don't understand the basics of liberty and don't understand the basics of being an American. And, and I, don't, I don't think screaming and yelling is un-American. Uh, you know, I, I don't think protesting is un-American. But when you're, when you're assaulting people and, and accosting people in elevators and in restaurants and screaming at them and calling them rapists, and, I mean, that, that's not that's – not, that's not civil disobedience. That's not being an American. That's not exercising your First Amendment right or whatever. That's that's just you being a tenter, temper tantruming loser. That's what that is. Speaking of games, uh, and I'll deal with this a little later on, but uh, you know, Natalie I, and I were watching the uh, the Dodgers and the Braves game yesterday, and. Uh, my buddy Lou Tevlin is a big uh, Braves guy, so I feel bad that I'm rooting against the Braves. I can't stand the Braves, and uh, I, I I I am a uh, fan of the Dodgers only when I'm not we're not playing them. Otherwise, they then they drive me nuts. So, uh, but but I I really can't tolerate the Braves, and and the only thing worse than the Braves are Braves fans. And 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 I I have to tell you since I've been a little more uh, schooled on some of the things revolving around the 
formulation of the city and issues regarding Native Americans and stuff like that. I'm not one of those who wants to change the, the Redskins team name. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not saying that. But I have to tell you, it is kind of weird to have to be in a stadium and listening to people with foam tomahawks doing, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, how is that cool? I mean, how? I mean, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not some left wing crazy here. I mean, I really am not. I mean, but, but how is that? How is that cool? And they, and the, with these, with these foam tomahawks and doing the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, how are you able to do that without anybody like saying, dudes, that's not, this is seem something not right about that. I don't know. Is, is that is that bad of me to, to. Uh, to say that am I am I falling into the uh, left wing liberal trap? I don't think so. I, I mean, listen, there are certain there are certain uh, lines. Like you know what? Like I I don't believe that you know if if the Washington Redskins and the people of D.C. want to call their team the Redskins, then fine. If they don't, then take a vote and don't name it that. But but the, but the oh yeah 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 yeah. It's like how are you able to? I mean, I'm just surprised they don't get more criticism anyway. Yeah, it, it also, uh, speaking of people who are going crazy, so today it's the 8th of October, and it's Columbus Day. And so I think today was the day that all the uh, left-wing loons were going to go after that statue. Is, that, is today the, the day they're going to bring that down? I, I would imagine that because of the Kavanaugh defeat, they're going to be even more angry today. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just uh, they just uh, exported some of the Kavanaugh haters and br- brought them to the event there in uh, Tower Grove for the Columbus Day statue thing. I, I, apparently, everybody's working today. On the way in, the, the traffic was crazy. So I'm, I mean, people aren't necessarily off, but uh, so they've got the um, they've got. So you're going to have those people, the Columbus Day people. You're going to have the anti-Kavanaugh people. You might even have a few leftover Stockley verdict people out there. And then you're going to, you know, th- then, then, then they were, uh, then they're all going to get together and I, I guess pull the statue down. Today was supposed to be the day on the, on the website at least where they said that they were just going to simply protest the statue but is but and it, and it hadn't been decided yet what to do with the statue but they already decided what they're going to do with the statue and that is bring it down interesting do you see this uh, little bit done by the uh the folks over at newsbusters i love these guys and they put together a mashup of how many times CNN's anchors, reporters, and contributors associated the word rape with uh, with Kavanaugh. And they did this over a period of time, uh, September 16th to October 3rd. Lease are schools all closed today? Because my kids' schools aren't closed today. Are public schools all closed today? 
Yeah, I, I didn't know. Where are you, Lee? So you in in, in uh, Illinois or because uh, I I didn't know that. Uh, I thought I know my kids are going to school today, so I don't know. Uh, either that or we missed something because I, I thought they were. I, well, at least the ones we're going to were open. I think <laughs> anyway. So they they put together this uh, this tape, and the word rape was associated with Kavanaugh. Ten times a day on CNN from September 16th through October 3rd. So, folks, again, the, 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 the divided nation is, is not us. It, it, the, the people who are – if there's any division, it's, it's because of the news media and the left-wing loons. And, and to me, that's not division. That's just people – uh, complaining about outcomes and trying to steer said outcomes, but Lisa's in Illinois. Okay, they must do things differently over there. Anyway, this is this is the. Uh, no one is accusing Professor Kavanaugh of being a rape of uh, Judge Kavanaugh of being a rapist, an attempted rapist, though. Yes, my Supreme Court nominee may be an attempted rapist. Did, is he an attempted rapist? Um, potential attempted rape. Attempted rape. This is a charge of attempted rape. Attempted rape occurring that is so critical to the nomination of Judge Kavanaugh. At a high school drunken attempted rape. A, attempted rape. Rape or all attempted rape. Attempted rape or sexual There's no assault. evidence besides one so you're story. Saying, are we back to you saying you don't necessarily believe Dr. Ford? I think rape culture is so pervasive that it's possible that he's not lying and still did it. The woman who says Kavanaugh tried to rape her. This is 191 times between September 16th and October 3rd. 191 times the word rape associated with Kavanaugh. The woman who says Kavanaugh exposed himself to her. She said that she remembered that Brett Kavanaugh tried to rape her and put his hand over her mouth so she couldn't scream. Kavanaugh held her down and she thought he was going to rape her. I believe he was going to rape me. I believe. When you, when you, uh, by the way, this leads me to wonder, if you believe somebody is trying to rape you, is that an attempted rape? I I, I was wondering because when, when they were, Talking about attempted rape, I was trying to think, isn't that like a isn't that a legal definition? Isn't that a an actual charge? Isn't that a thing? And I was trying to figure out like, well, if, if she believed he was going to rape her, is that an attempted rape? Like like if I'm if I'm standing with somebody or in some place and I believe this person is going to rob me. Is that an attempted robbery? I, I'm I'm just trying to figure this out. Maybe that's a question for a month ago, but still. He was going to rape me. I believed he was going to rape me. The most serious uh, allegation that Kavanaugh aided and abetted in the commission of a gang rape. Gang rapes and excessive drinking and aggressive behavior from Brett Kavanaugh. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. You know what? It, it's it's truly a wonderment of our republic that Kavanaugh was confirmed. I mean, I, I really, I really was quite amazed that he actually got confirmed. I, I thought he would be, but just when we thought maybe our world had turned upside down, that that evil won out over good that the world 
somehow was topsy-turvy and crazy. Decency and common sense did, in fact, win out. And you've got to be happy about that. So, so why you turn it around and say, oh, yeah, uh, the, we're a divided nation. It looks to me like things worked out just fine now. Things worked within the construct that we, that, we, that we gave it and that our founding fathers gave it. And it looks to me like we ought to be happy things turned out the way they did. And, and actually, Democrats ought to be very happy, some of them, because uh, already this has been such an embarrassment to the party and to the people that these people were starting to really ruin you. I mean, they were really starting to ruin your, your whole vibe. A- and so... Uh, you're kind of lucky that decency and common sense won out here. But it's, it's a miracle, to tell you the truth, that this, this still happened. Participant in a gang rape? Gang rape. A gang rape. Gang rape. Gang rape. Gang rape in which this, the, the Supreme Court nominee participated. When they raise their hand, they're going to have to know that I am raising my hand, yay, knowing that a woman stood before the Senate accusing this nominee of rape. Unbelievable. 191 times between September 16th and October 2nd. Ten times a day, Kavanaugh, his name was associated with with the word rape. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, we still managed to win out and... Saturday came, and we stretched it into the afternoon. Uh, just so, just so people, Mark Kaysen, just so individuals could take attention away from their kids' soccer game and look at their phones and see the miracle that is the Kavanaugh confirmation happening right before their eyes. And the left, ignoring their children's soccer game, focusing on their iPhones and seeing defeat right in their hands on their smartphone must have been just a glorious way to 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 go into Saturday night I got to tell you Mark Kaysen's here did you bring did you bring coffee my friend thank you so much you didn't put anything in there did you <clears throat> by any chance I mean crazy okay good good to know all right we'll be back with Mark and then also going to talk to uh to my buddy uh, Jim Hoff who's got a ton going on a ton going on up there yeah people Good morning this morning. It's Radio Free Almond. Thank you to my friends. Over at... You right there? Okay, good. The Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency... 855 quote me 855 quote me for the lowest rates you're going to find in terms of your premiums and your deductibles got it all for you Matthew is my local agent which means I can uh, which means I can get him anytime I've been at the DMV where I didn't have my car insurance. I think one time I was pulled over on the side of the road by a policeman. 
I didn't have my insurance card. And I had to do, uh, I had to text Matthew. And he had, he had, he texted me my, my insurance card that could show the police officer for proof of insurance. But the police don't bother us. That's a good thing because we're white. So that's good. Oh, no, they dragged me out of the car. No, not really. Not the way they do to black people. You'd have been in jail. Well, that's first of all not true. We've already proven and that. Don't, and don't disrupt my Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency <laughs> ad with your <laughs> baloney. Yeah. 855-QUOTE-ME. 855-QUOTE-ME. The Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. Uh, good guy. Good team there. Don't forget about Michael Proctor, too, but I'll talk to him a little bit later on, or with him, or about him later on, but Proctor spelled like Dr. ProctorDrapery.com. So what were you doing? Oh, by the way, thank you for this coffee. Yeah, that, that's what caused chaos here, because the, I went to three places until I finally got one. But I was determined to bring the coffee, but it was ridiculous, the line for people waiting for coffee. Anyway, don't worry about you it. You went to I, three different places? Well, because I, I I was trying to not stand in line because I need to, it, you know, Columbus Day. What's Columbus Day? Well, well let me ask you something, though. Yeah. So you went to one place... The, the line was long. Oh, and the line was long. So you decided instead of waiting in the line, right, I you went were to another get place. into a car and go to another place. Correct. But that doesn't seem very efficient. It, it okay. almost seems like you, you, you probably, it probably would be easier for you just to wait in the line. Don't you think? It would have, it pro- would have been in the end, but what I should have done is hire a bureaucrat to do this for me. And then I would have been completely efficient. And everything would have been fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I, no, no, no. I didn't mean to make it, you give me a cup of no, coffee. It you does, didn't have to. No, no, I, I didn't have to. I just wanted you to have your coffee, although I think that's mud. Really. I don't, I don't really care. No, I know. I know. As long as it doesn't I, have anything in it. Yeah. No, it has nothing in it. It's hotter than the hinges of hell, though. Well, that, that's good. Just don't burn yourself. So I know. thought the object was to drink coffee, not to let it sit for a half hour so it's in a, in a drinkable form. I'll listen to me complaining. Yeah. And look, I've said many times, and, and, and with this, your your audience agrees that, that the best coffee in town is probably at the original Pancake House. Very excellent coffee. Very good coffee. I drink coffee there all the time. and But this stuff is mud. You know, anyway, it doesn't matter. Listen, I agree with you, by the way, and I know this, I'm sort of in a rush because of the coffee but let me say this by the way i'm not going to have you get me coffee anymore because it seems to be a problem well it turned into a last time it was a problem last because i got to the wrong coffee <laughs> yeah anyway look here, here's the, i know here, here's the deal. sorry no it, I, i'm sorry i gave you that junk uh here's the funny part about just this. tell me next time that you can't you, it's too busy no and i, don't, I, I don't, didn't know I it have, was busy i have a monster I, you know i'm I good know, i know listen it's great that this country is divided. We agree yes. completely. Yeah. No, we and listen, all the years that I told you that Hillary was a liar and and one of the things that you left out was is that I wanted her to be a liar. <laughs> I wanted her to lie on behalf of the things that we want to get done the same way that McConnell lied about this story of we don't appoint Supreme Court justices 
in a presidential election year if 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 the guy at the at the door is standing on his head if he's got a left hand that that that's got a broken finger i mean you know all this nonsense that they make up it's 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 a lie but that's okay well so so I, can i go it's can okay I go back to for a lie. What, what do you mean what do you mean about the uh the you you wanted hillary to lie what does that mean well i wanted her to say that we're really not in favor of Medicare for all when we are going to stuff that right down your throat the second that we get elected. That's a perfect example. As far as I'm concerned, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to like what you do and and the way people approach things, I I get that everything is kind of a game sometimes and you have to strategize and this kind of thing. But uh, where do you guys go from here? I mean, I I don't understand how you recover from this. Four weeks. Right, yeah, wait, but look, we're going to sit. You said he was going to be. What, you said he wasn't going to no, be confirmed. No, no, I never said that. I never said that. But you believed he I, wasn't going to be confirmed. I, but because I thought that Susan Collins had the sense to stand up for women. But look, why? What, was, the second, what about this was standing up for women? Well, by the way, hit, I don't, don't want to go through all the old Kavanaugh arguments. But no, no, forget how the are Kavanaugh. You standing up for women forget, by, with a no vote. Okay. Because, and we've discussed this, and the president has brought, I'm sorry I said that, <laughs> Donald has brought up. The, See, it's, he, yeah, it, it's got to the mistake. point where now you, 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 I just you, made you a mistake. even call him president. I made a mistake. He won't be for long. Look, he's now saying that this is a scary place for, for young men. Oh, men. You, well, of course. He doesn't want to be accepting of, of these accusations because there are 20 against him right now. Women that he's raped, women that he's wait, had, wait, 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 had wait. affairs women with. Women that he's raped? Come on. You know what he's done. No, no, and, I don't know what well, he's done. Well, where, he's, where, he the, told where you, the rape allegation he told come you, from? He, he told you he grabs them. He told you well, where he all, grabs first them. First of all, that's, that's not assault. rape. It's assault, and it ends up in rape. No, look, the man has told you. The man has told you he assaults women. He said he, he is did. Not, no, he didn't. He, I, you know, listen. He, he was being. He, he was, no, he, you don't that, say that. Oh, yes, I will. Okay, that whole you thing. Say I, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't say that. I don't do that kind of thing. Of course so not. I, I don't. I don't. He I, said it though. But but he was. For, he was kidding. He was talking with I know, Billy Bush, kidding. and he was trying to impress this younger guy. And he and they were and Billy Bush was egging him on. But he's paid. and they were talking like a bunch of uh, truck. Well, I okay. shouldn't say truck drivers. I Whatever know truck drivers. And yeah. they, they don't. They do don't that. do that either. So they, 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 no, they no, the they were talking just like a bunch of a couple of guys. Yeah, who like, you mean the guys being a like couple this. of goombas? The guys who yell. Hey, babe, when girls are walking down the street and they can't be left alone. Dude, I know you always do that. Because you say that, I know that, that guys and I I've know you love seen, it. I know, but I've never seen anybody do the hey, babe. Yeah, thing. women tell me. I remember I, the only th- time I ever remember that happening was I saw it on TV. I think you're mixing reality versus uh, which was on TV because I remember they had a uh, they had a it was for a Mr. Microphone. And it was uh, remember the Mister Microphone? Sure. Okay. And the guy was like talking into the microphone, and he was in the back seat of a car, and he said, "Hey, babe, we'll be back to pick you up later." That was pretty much it, and that was to a friend of his. But otherwise, I've never seen that. 
Yeah. My, my wife got in an elevator in Century City to go to work 50 years ago, and men used to grab her in the elevator. And, and that's just one little tiny story. What do you mean? Like, what would they, like, I don't want to get too far into it, but like, what did they do in the elevator? They act crazy. They act crazy. Men don't know how to behave. They still are doing it. Okay. Decades later. I don't see The it. Me Too. I, <laughs> and you know what? Neither did I. And neither have I. I haven't seen it. Right. They leave us alone. I'm glad to say. Okay. But, but they come after women. They touch them. They yell at them. They say things inappropriately to them. Come on. Okay. Everybody here knows you that. You didn't answer. Let, let's, let's forget it. Let's, you, you didn't um, answer my original question, uh, which was how is it that a vote uh, uh, against Kavanaugh is a vote for women? I don't understand that. Well, a- ask the women who raised $2.5 million for her opponent, the moment she said yes, that $2.5 million was funded, it is now $3.5 million and growing daily because women all over this country are coming after her first. Maybe Susan Rice, maybe her opponent. But look, four weeks, Jamie, let's just, let's, let's just look at this and we'll do the triage on this in four weeks. You will see what is going to be an incredible outpouring of votes. I don't, you may get a few Republicans to come out. I hope they do. You know, there are far more Democrats in the country than there are Republicans. The only reason Republicans win is because of gerrymandering. And we know that this Supreme Court justice will fight to gerrymander districts in favor of Republicans. I, we understand that. Look, he may be impeached yet because, as you know, there were 40, 40 witnesses corroborating everything, all the rape, all the attempted rape, all the activities, all the drinking, the lying, 40 witnesses that Donald said to the FBI, you cannot talk to these witnesses. Right. I'm listening to you. Hold on. Is, is there something up, up with the Facebook page or the Facebook feed or – we pulled off or something like that because I, I can't figure out uh, what happened to the people who are. Uh... Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I just I I think we need to get signed back on so yeah. uh, it, on onto the Facebook because I, because I I gee whiz I you know the the the, uh, the music thing is uh, is weird because they keep pulling me off of Facebook and I don't really. We back on, Morgan? Okay. Um, yeah, things happen. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, you got to keep going pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, hold on. Is is Matt around or? Um, is he? Uh, yeah. Is yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to see if Look, we can get this back isn't on. this isn't nearly as bad as Stacy Newman. <laughs> no, uh, it's not. Things uh, happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was watching all the way up. I heard everything. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I it it, it it looked like we it looked like we we fell behind, and, and it looks like they they uh, they got us for the the Anna Sun thing. Damn it! I I just I don't know. 
I wasn't I wasn't playing it I wasn't playing it enough for that to, to for that to happen. What's that? Oh really? Yeah. And and you know there's so many problems with Facebook, which is another issue altogether. With people, and you've probably seen it too, because I know some of the. Well, I think Margaret has put something out on on the the hacking that's been done of the Facebook accounts, where they're. People are sending fake messages to people, you know, friend me for the fourth time, and and it's too complicated. Well, I, you know, here's the thing. I, I don't like – I'm, I'm kind of getting – I'm getting – people who keep on sending me messages telling me not to – don't – Right. Like, okay, stop sending me those messages. I, know. I mean that, that, that's, that's actually more annoying than all the hacking stuff is people because sending messages out. Well, I know, but a lot of it – and some of that's fake. I guess it is. It is. It is. Yeah. It, 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 yeah it's too complicated. Even f- I can't figure it out. And I, I keep thinking, you know, I'm going to just shut off my Facebook. And I haven't done it partly because of the program here, partly because of other things. Yeah. Well, but, you know what? And, and speaking of that, let's get uh, here. Let's see. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it was weird is because maybe we never were got, got cut off, but all the viewers were cut off. That could be. It was really weird. It didn't let me watch them, no problem. But yeah. Yeah, right. I, I don't. We, we're not. And I, um, and I apologize. I got. I got to run out of here. Okay. But, well. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do this. Look, four weeks. Four right. weeks. And I'll, I'll be here early on next next Monday. We'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but you could, because at some point, um, I, I really do need to to have the explanation made to me about how this turned into a um, how this how this turned into an actual uh, women's issue. Even though clearly, I think that Ford and and these accusations, and now of course, not having anything. Uh, Supporting the accusations uh, in terms of anything uh, of, of proof, to me, there, it goes 40, the opposite direction. Forty witnesses, but but no, there are forty there, there witnesses. Were, there weren't forty witnesses. No there, there, no, there are forty witnesses who are are ready and willing to step up and corroborate all of this, and they're not allowed to speak. I'm surprised they haven't put them in jail. Right. They'll be in cages with those Mexican kids. In, in a short period of time, I, I don't, I'm I don't, sure. Where are you getting the, the 40? Where, where is this coming oh, from? Oh, it's everywhere. It's 40 witnesses? Everywhere. Okay. 40 witnesses were, and, and, were, re, were refused <clears throat> the, the opportunity to talk to the FBI. Everybody knows it's in the New York Times, uh, Washington Post. It's on CNN. It's on MSNBC. You know, I don't know if they talk about it on Fox. Probably not. Uh, look, it, it doesn't matter. It's like you said. You won. Right. You right. won. Yeah, we did. But but you know yeah. what? In four weeks, we're going to take over, and, and the Senate is questionable. Yes, for the, sure. No, the House is certain, it, but, but we may get the Senate as well. And look, once we get the House, huh, everything will be gummed up. Right, You'll be able to that, do nothing. And, and here's the problem. That's, that's not going to happen. First of all, uh, let's, let's just before you get away here, this idea that Susan Rice – who is a born liar, not only about Benghazi, thankfully, this this idea that Susan Rice is going to somehow unseat Susan Collins. Watch. You got to be kidding me. Watch. First watch. Collins is gone. You know who's gone is Murkowski. If she runs again. I think not. 
if Pro- she runs again. Probably not. But but look. And you know who's going to take her place? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin. I knew you'd say. And look, that'll be great. So then you'll have one person in the Senate, which is good, because we'll have 99. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Look, I love right, you. Right, thanks. And, and, and that's the other thing. <clears throat> Divided, yes. Yeah. Fight each other, yes. After the election is over, I mean, I don't want to start a revolution. We still can love each other. But 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 not accept it. Right. We're right. not going to accept rapists on the Supreme Court. Oh, come on. No, nor, right. nor any of them. Get out and, of here. And, and remember one name. Just one. One. What? Merrick oh, Garland. God. Oh, you've got Just to be remember you, you were, you were, Merrick you were, Garland. You we'll never pulling, forget. You were pulling that rap last yeah. time. We'll and, never and, forget. Lord have mercy. Yeah. All right. Well, get out. And by Catch the way, you later. by the way, uh, Sarah Palin did say she could see Murkowski's seat from her house. That's good. That was a great line. One out of 99. <laughs> one. You get one. We get 99. Right, Perfect. All right. Mark, thanks a lot. And thanks for the coffee. No, I mean, if that's I'd good. known it was going to be that it's much mud. of a problem, I wouldn't have that had coffee, you stop in. That coffee's mud. I got to go. I, wa- I, I want to stay. I got to go. Did you get behind the people buying lottery tickets? Is that what happened to you? Probably. Okay. All right, buddy. Let's be careful out there. What's the what's the the deal? Is it just not letting us back? Huh? That's really weird. That's that's bizarre because I I can't. Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, because at one point. We went from a hundred plus to one. Yeah, and so I and so I, I didn't notice whether or not there was we actually were off the 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 Facebook feed. Um, obviously, we are. Oh. Well, yeah. So, but but now it's not letting us sign back on. Okay. Yeah. That's just so damn weird. I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I, I don't get, I don't get, uh, this, this Facebook thing sometimes. I just, it's, it's such a, it's, you know, it's such a crazy, uh, platform sometimes. We just don't, you know, um, are we good to go? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Gia just texted me. It's been off for twenty minutes, so uh, the entire time they must not have uh, they must not have liked uh, Mark Kaysen. I think they 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 might have pulled the plug because of uh, Mark Kaysen. So you guys, you guys, you you guys were able to dodge a bullet because uh, uh, Mark is Mark is off. So we must have had some. I don't know. We must have something going on where they came in. It had to be. It had to be because of the music or because of something that they. They took us off, and and uh, but if you were listening to it on, were you listening to it on Facebook, Matt? Interesting. Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, you guys dodged a little bit of a bullet uh, while you were um, while you were off, at least on Facebook, because a couple of things uh, Mark was talking about that that ultimately, folks, though in the end, really uh, won't be. Uh, won't won't be a, a factor that 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 he can seriously consider. First of all, Susan Rice. Who was already indicated she might try to uh, go after 
Susan Collins's seat. Now, keep in mind, Susan Rice was the one who went on uh, regarding Benghazi and went on the air, went on TV uh, during the Obama administration. And uh, more than was able to just get out there in front of everybody and lie uh, about about Benghazi. She basically went in front of the public and said that uh, that Benghazi it was because of a it was because of a videotape. It was because of a YouTube video. That's how that that's how we got into Benghazi, and that's how people died. And uh, it was, of course, uh, a a. I'm, I'm finding it right here because this is this is really what uh, th- this 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 YouTube video is entitled "Susan Rice Lies Her Ass Off About Benghazi," and that's exactly what she did. So now this is the Susan Rice who was supposed to. Uh, are we are we gone again? Okay, people keep on getting on getting on there and, and telling us we're gone. Uh, this is the one who says that she is going to uh, th- to uh, run against Susan Collins after Susan Collins made that awesome speech on the floor that you all heard Friday and over the weekend. And here's the, here's the. Uh, well, Candy, first of all, let's recall line. what has happened in the last several days. Uh, there was a. Uh, a, a hateful video uh, that was disseminated uh, on the internet. Uh, it had nothing to do with the United States government, and it's one that that we find disgusting and reprehensible. It's been a- so she. That's her first lie, and she she continued on to lie about Benghazi and the nature of Benghazi and what happened and how it all happened. This one though was a whopper. It was impossible that she. With this information she imparted, it's an impossibility that they knew this to be true when they said it. An impossibility. What has happened in the last several days. Uh, there was a, uh, a, a hateful video uh, that was disseminated uh, on the Internet. Uh, it had nothing to do with the United States government, and it's one that, that we find disgusting and reprehensible. It's been offensive to many, many people around the world. That sparked uh, violence in various parts of the world, including violence directed against Western facilities, including our embassies and consulates. That That's so reprehensible, what she just said there about Benghazi. And now here's the thing. Let's pretend that Susan Rice at the time thought this was all true. The basis on which she had to have thought this was all true was having to be based on information coming from our intelligence community. This is the same intelligence community, by the way, that is now attacking President Trump. So let's just pretend that Susan Rice, during her Senate campaign against Susan Collins, if she decides to run, is asked about her Benghazi lie. What exactly is she going to say about why she went on television and said what she said about Benghazi? Uh, What's she going to say? A, uh, a, a hateful video uh, that was disseminated uh, on the Internet. 
Uh, it had nothing to do with the United States government, and it's one that, that we find disgusting and reprehensible. It's been offensive to many, many people around the world. That sparked uh, violence in various parts of the world, including violence directed against Western facilities, including our embassies and consulates. That violence is absolutely unacceptable. It's not a, a response uh, that one can ever uh, condone when it comes to uh, such a video. And So did... James Brennan tell her that? Did James Clapper tell her that? Keep in mind, all the people that are now attacking President Trump and all the people that, in fact, have been undermining him in the deep state all were around when Susan Rice was lying her ass off about Benghazi on television shows everywhere. So let's pretend that Susan Rice can claim that she didn't know any better, that this is the information being told to her about what happened in Benghazi. At that point, then, you'd have to ask her, okay, if you believe this to be true, what you just said there, then who told you that? Who told you that this was because of a, of a YouTube video? And the fact of the matter is, out on through the whole Benghazi investigation and beyond, it was very clear that there were memos and that there were, you know, all kinds of, of different phone calls made back and forth about the dangerous nature of that consulate down there, which, of course, was not the main embassy. Tripoli was the main embassy. Benghazi was a satellite consulate. So uh, at some point, somebody knew that this was more than just a YouTube video. Somebody knew this was more than just a, a YouTube video here. And so who told Susan Rice what she just said there on TV? So maybe... If she does run against Susan Collins, we can get to the bottom of that. But the fact of the matter is, right now, Susan Collins, there's not a chance in hell she's going to beat, uh, she's going to be defeated by Susan Rice. Susan Rice is forever embedded in history as been working a very liar. closely and, and indeed effectively with the governments in the region and around the world to secure our personnel, secure our embassy, condemn the violent response uh, to, uh, to this video. We're, we're- I mean... Barack Obama said the same thing. There's no way these people had any evidence at all that it was because of a YouTube video. There's no way. They both they both lied. They all lied. And you know who else lied, in my opinion? James Clapper and James Brennan and all the guys who simply do not want President Trump to know what they've been up to for the past eight years. So good luck uh, running against Susan Collins there, Susan Rice. It does appear, though, that uh, that Murkowski is going to get a run, and this one by Sarah Palin, who had an epic tweet over the weekend when she said that she could see Murkowski's Senate seat from her house, which is a great line, of course, uh, making fun of the whole situation regarding uh, seeing Russia from her house. Remember that whole thing? But anyway, that that was funny. And Murkowski voting no was a disastrous move for her. I don't know whether or not she's really going to uh, want to run again anyway. But let me just let me just put it this way. Murkowski, you guys might remember how she was elected in the first place. 
and it's and it's a very interesting type of uh, of story to tell because I think a lot of people kind of forgot about how she was uh, she was elected. So in December, uh, while she was a member of the Alaska State House, she was appointed by her daddy, Governor Frank Murkowski, to fill a U.S. Senate vacancy. So. The vacancy was created when Murkowski resigned from the Senate after being elected governor. So already this swampy chick already was in the U.S. Senate uh, because daddy gave her the seat. So this and, and, and I'm, I'm sure at the time Republicans were like, oh, this is cool and blah, blah, blah. We got a Republican and a, uh, uh, you know, uh, we 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 have uh, yeah mark mark is now back on uh, no i did not conveniently forget they asked for 300 million to defend embassies republicans said no that that's not that was not the problem in benghazi mark it was not a lack of defense of our embassies these people first of all the embassies we're talking about our embassies this was not an embassy Benghazi was a satellite consulate in Benghazi. And to tell you the truth, the ambassador, no one was supposed to know he was there. And he's also the one, by the way, who begged the administration for more protection and didn't get it. And and more security and didn't get it. But he wasn't even supposed to be there. You all know the story of Benghazi. Don't let anybody uh don't let anybody tell you. Anything else? And Mark, this whole thing about asking for you know money to, to defend the Tripoli embassy in Libya is is not co- anything in comparison to the Benghazi consulate. So anyway, let me go back to Murkowski. So Murkowski's election to the U.S. Senate was troubled already, and 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 and, and quite artificial already. The uh, are we? It says broadcast interrupted again. On this thing, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, uh, man. What's going on with Facebook? But anyway, uh, it just keeps on. It just keeps on cutting in and out. So okay, so let's go back with Murkowski. Already, this is a woman who was gifted her seat by her dad, and and again, this is where Republicans, you know, kind of we, we get we shoot ourselves in the foot because we probably thought that this was a. Fantastic thing, and and you know, oh, good, a Republican is in there. Blah 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 blah. Uh, and this was clearly a nepotism appointment from the governor. So her, so uh, uh, Frank Murkowski became governor of Alaska, but he was senator. So he ran for governor while senator. Then when he got governor, he he then gave his Senate seat as governor to his daughter. That daughter is none other than Lisa Murkowski. So already she didn't earn her Senate seat to begin with. Now, keep in mind, Sarah Palin at the time, this is, this is 2002. Sarah Palin at the time was actually up for the Senate seat as well. She was interviewed for it and everything else, but check this out. What ultimately happened is, yeah, Lisa Murkowski gets the seat 
over Sarah Palin because Lisa Murkowski's daddy was the one who was uh, appointing her. Can you believe this kind of stuff? Did you even know this was going on? So now you know. Fast forward 16 years later. Fast forward 16 years later. And and look at what Murkowski did to decency and to Kavanaugh and to President Trump. She wound up being the stink in the pot. She wound up being the no vote. It didn't matter one way or the other. It could have mattered, but it didn't matter. But she wound up being the fly in the ointment. The one person who originally received her seat because daddy gave it to her. Then in 2004, she was elected to a full six-year term. But at that time, you're already a senator. You're two years in. And there was a, it was a dead... Uh, it was a uh, dead heat in the polls. There was a uh, there was a uh, end towards the end of the general campaign. A, a U.S. Senator Ted Stevens uh, made campaign ads for Murkowski and said Alaska, if they have a Democrat, would would likely receive fewer federal dollars. And so, in two thousand four, she's elected to a full six year term, and so. Originally, though, she got a seat that daddy gave her. Then in 2010, and remember, this was a, this was a big year for Republicans anyway. So this time she uh, had uh, a, a former judge supported by Sarah Palin running against her in a primary. And originally she was, uh, she was trailing this guy and... Murkowski conceded the race, uh, and, and, and so she never uh, did that. She lost the primary. Murkowski did. So following the outcome of the primary election, they decided, well, what if you just ran as a libertarian? You could just run as a third party. And then, of course, the libertarian said, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, and so what she did then as of September, she decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a write-in campaign for the seat. So she had a uh, ton of money to wage a write-in campaign. A ton of money. So then what happened is, in November, she went ahead, had a write-in campaign, and... Uh, they didn't count and everything else, and so she, so she wound up actually uh, winning based on the write-in campaign. So, again, she went back six years later in 2016 and was re-elected to the U.S. Senate in 2016. And this individual, she was faced off with this guy again. It was a libertarian guy who endorsed Donald Trump. And Murkowski didn't endorse Donald Trump, but she was likely elected because of President Trump. So Murkowski's trouble. She's vulnerable. Sarah Palin should make another run at her, and I hope Sarah Palin does. But Murkowski, at this point, you know, she's had two terms. Let's see, 2016, 10. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, three terms. And it's and it's about time for her to go. But but if you just go back to the original 
story of, of Lisa Murkowski, she originally was gifted that Senate seat ahead of Sarah Palin because daddy was the one making the appointment. So Lisa Murkowski's daddy gave her her Senate seat. And that's and look what we got Saturday from Lisa Murkowski. A, a, a no vote on Kavanaugh, which was inexplicable, to tell you the truth. She said she was voting her conscience. I'm just not sure what her conscience was telling her. That's all. All right, so Frank Says No is another former CNNer. And I, I have to tell you that uh, as much as I haze uh, Brian Stelter as this liberal person uh, on, on CNN, Reliable Sources actually has become a fairly interesting uh, interesting show. And, and he has people on there who will criticize the media. And I have to give him some props for that, that he's had Jack Greenfield on. He's had Ted Koppel talk to him. Uh, and he's had people on who are critical of CNN's coverage. So, uh, you know, Stelter might be annoying, but at least he has some people on who are going to challenge his predisposed belief that the media can do no wrong. So Frank says no, and, and you wonder, like, okay, so why are these guys no longer working? I mean, I know Jeff Greenfield's old, and he kind of retired, I guess. Frank says no, though, used to be a used to be a bureau chief, and now really doesn't play any role at all on on uh, CNN. But he was interviewed by Stelter about the media coverage of uh, President Trump and beyond, and says no. And I remember him because Frank says no. He was he was actually a straight up buttoned up guy. You never knew where Frank says no stood. So he's interviewed by Stelter and and what's her face from that urban media thing? I forgot her name, and 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 rightly so. And 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 love uh, April. April Ford, is that her name? I guess. April something or other from the urban, some network I've never heard of. She's the one who can't stand Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But anyway, Cessna's on there and says some pretty amazing things for, and he's on CNN. And thank goodness for people like Cessna. Here, check it out. There's been so much reporting, and frankly, Frank says no, some misreporting. Uh, do you think uh, the, the, the press is coming out of this looking weaker uh, because many people feel that the press chose a side through this? Yes. <laughs> uh, certainly that's the way it's going to look to um, Trump supporters and to people who've been questioning the media's uh, bias and their ability to report straight for a long time. And we know where the public trust numbers are um, for the press generally, and it's somewhere down below the basement. Um, look, the fact of the matter is that by any reasonable measure, this has been an extraordinary week for this president. Forget the Russia investigation, forget the tax story, forget all the rest. Uh, trade deal with Mexico and Canada, unemployment numbers that haven't been this low since 1969 and following through on what he said, which was to remake the Supreme Court and a triumph with Kavanaugh himself. The coverage has been unrelentingly negative, in many cases deserved. That's the kind of coverage that a president, any president gets. Mm -hmm. But what the public and what the White House um, come away from this with is, uh, you know, some, some fair territory to wag their fingers and say, I told you so. Even Joe Scarborough goes on the air and says the mainstream media were unfair toward the president. So there's going to be some very serious thinking now. And as the country is, as you pointed out, 
as divided, more divided than it's ever been coming out of this Kavanaugh thing around this stuff. Um, I think the challenge grows even greater for the media to figure out where it's going and how it's going to try to find some balance in all of this. Well, I guess it could go back to those days and try to figure out what it did wrong or maybe how to right the ship. But are people paying attention anymore? I mean, do, do any of you really seriously turn on the TV and think you're going to get anything but a bunch of left-wing liberal drivel from the news media? I mean, uh, these guys can go back to the drawing board all they want, but I think they've permanently lost so much trust on the part of Americans that people just aren't listening anymore. Uh, that everything is so reflexively negative that people just aren't paying attention anymore. Or at least when they do, they're rolling their eyes. You know, 20 years ago, no major news publication would have even published those second allegations. Um, The second allegation or the third allegation. And so we are now in in a different place in this country. Frank, is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I, I was bureau chief here at, at, you know, at CNN during the Lewinsky things. We had a whole series of, of procedures to make sure that hearsay didn't get on the air and that we were going to confirm it ourselves before we put it on the air. That's completely been overtaken by events now with social media. But what does confirming mean? What does confirming mean what? nowadays <clears throat> if it's an on the record accusation, but without a lot of corroborating evidence? Some corroborating evidence, multiple sources. Somebody doesn't just step forward, or if they step forward. So, Ford. And, and, and Stelter said without a lot of corroborating evidence. Ford had no corroborating evidence. It's, it's, not, it's not a matter of, well, they went on and didn't have a lot of corroborating evidence. No, they had no corroborating evidence. No one confirmed her story. The media was the one. That confirmed her story. And then even though she felt like she was going to be raped, they said it was an attempted rape when she actually even didn't say that. And and so and so you're on the situation where the media is just simply time and time again, just violating its own rules, its own standards. If it's convenient for the media in its continued attacks on President Trump or anybody associated with him. So, for instance, the New York Times which in the past would its own handbook talks about the sparing use of anonymous sources now reflexively uses anonymous sources. It doesn't even matter anymore. Like I, I, I told you all this before that, and I'm not, I'm not bragging, but I will tell you that I, I spent, you know, 14 years, 15 years at KMOV as an investigative reporter. I run 15 Emmys. I have more Emmys than any reporter in St. Louis television history has or will ever have. I'm talking about reporters. There are some anchors like Mike Bush just stacking them up all the time as an anchor. But uh, but but I'm uh, no reporter in the history of St. Louis television has more Emmys than I do. And nor nor will any reporter ever have more Emmys than I do. And I never once used an anonymous source, not one time. Not one time in my television career as an investigative reporter at KMOV, and winning awards. And Steve Federico said, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, 
I'm not bragging, dude. I'm just trying to tell you that that uh, that I never used anonymous sources ever. And I was I was uh, very successful. And you know what? Here's the thing: we wouldn't dare use anonymous anonymous sources. weren't enough. I mean, anonymous sources. We always figured that if you were anonymous, you had an agenda, and and because you didn't want to put your name out there, and 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 we figured that that there was something wrong with your there was something wrong with your story, or or at least. Your your motivations, if you were exposed, would be questioned, and so I never used anonymous sources. I mean, I had I had people who tipped me off. Uh, oh, I know Stephen. I'm just kidding you. Uh, I, I I had people who would tip me off, uh, but I never would. I never, you know, went on the, went on TV and said according to anonymous sources. There, the, you, you'd never in a million years catch that would be that was that was embarrassing. That, that that to have an anonymous source to 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 a lot of us in the business at the time was actually kind of a a, a pansy ass candy ass way to do stories because you could you you could always just make stuff up or do whatever. To me, it was almost like it was almost like an, like a like you were slumming if you used anonymous sources. It was almost like you were uh, you were scraping the bottom of the barrel if you were using anonymous sources. So I don't know. I, 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 but, but that's what the New York Times does all the time. And again, uh, Stelter says that there were a few series of, of procedures to make sure that here's this whole in, in a different place. This is a woman. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I was bureau chief here, at, at, you know, at CNN during the Lewinsky things. We had a whole series of, of procedures to make sure that hearsay didn't get on the air and that we were going to confirm it ourselves before we put it on the air. That's completely been overtaken by events now with social media. But what is confirming mean? What is confirming me what? nowadays <clears throat> if it's an on the record accusation but without a lot of corroborating evidence. I mean, and again, Stelter should say with no corroborating evidence. Then he would have answered his own question. But he said without a lot of corroborating evidence. There was no corroborating evidence. None. With Ford's story. Nothing. None. None. Now, they had this polygraph test that, that, that early on I called foul on because nobody bothered to say, who gave the polygraph test and what and and did and is it wasn't it taken by a woman who actually lied to the judiciary committee and said she didn't coach anybody but she's a she's a she coached people on how to how to do polygraph tests oh oh she did yeah we didn't know that i mean yeah we, we they didn't tell us that that not only did ford uh take a polygraph test with a with a family friend but we didn't we didn't know that she had coached people to take them. In fact, we didn't know that because she lied to the judiciary committee about the fact that she did. She said never. So anyway, there was none of that. The whole gang rape thing, there was no corroborating evidence for that, and there was no corroborating evidence for the pull the pants down thing. So three three times there were stories that had no corroborating evidence. Only some, and when you say somebody's on the record, that's that doesn't make your story more credible because you're on the record. I mean, wh- wh- where does that? Well, that yeah, it's an on the record com. It's an accusation. It's like, um, 
Why does that make it any more credible when it's on the record? What? And you know what on the record means? You told a newspaper reporter. That's, that's, that's what it means. So, so Stelter's trying to make it more official than, than it is. Oh, yeah, it's an on-the-record uh, comment. You mean she just told a reporter? Yeah, okay. It's not like some kind of legal document or on-the-record would have you. This woman forward was a, was a complete liar, and, and the news media failed to do their job due diligence-wise, and they not only failed to do their job – they purposely didn't do their job because they didn't want Kavanaugh confirmed. And they didn't want a victory for Donald Trump. And they wanted to create tension in this country revolving around women's rights and women's issues because this was a perfect thing for them to try to separate Republican female voters or women from the, the base, which, of course, A, is a total underestimation of, of women, and uh, B, is uh, not correct. Because women don't just reflexively back women because they're women. That just, that, 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 that's the soft bigotry of low expectations. The, the idea somehow that, that just because a woman says something another woman is going to automatically buy it. Now, there are certain ways in which some women have more sympathy uh, than, than men do, for instance, on certain issues, and I, I understand that. But this idea of the white suburban female voter thing was the biggest laugh of them all. White suburban female voters, a lot of whom uh, <laughs> listen to Radio Free Omen and, and, and are on the Facebook and on the stream, uh, they're smarter than that. If, if, they, if they suspect something's bad, they'll make you pay for it, sure, like anybody would. But they don't reflexively just follow along with somebody, accusing somebody of, of groping them if they don't if there's no evidence. It's that's you know what what white suburban female voters don't care about the rules of evidence. Speaking of that, it's pretty funny. So I was uh uh the uh, the, uh watching the game last night with uh, Natalie. Natalie's really into baseball now. It's kind of like, you know, uh, Aiden and I used to watch baseball together a lot. And, and Aiden now is, first of all, f- hyper-focused on school. Uh, he's playing football, but he's got his, you know, he's got some of his, his buddies and people like that he's talking to on the phone. Now, he's, he's, you know, 14. He's, he's an eighth grader, you know what I mean? So he's uh, 14, so he's, he's just eight. So uh, we, we, we will watch things together, listen to things together, but, uh, but, but, uh, Natalie now has become the uh, the sports snuggler, so she and I like to watch baseball together, and, and Lily does too. But but Natalie's more into it now, in terms of just uh, watching baseball with me. And so you know, which team are we rooting for now, Daddy? I'm like, oh, well, we're gonna go for the Dodgers, and then, and then tomorrow night when New York plays Boston, we're gonna go for the Yankees. And she goes, okay, I'm on board. So we had this interesting conversation uh, last night while the while the uh, while the commercials are on during the game, and of course. Uh, I have a really good friend, Lou Tevlin, who's a big-time Braves guy, uh, and I feel bad, but I, I can't stand the Braves. Although I will have to tell you, on Lou's advice, I went out and I did purchase Acuna's rookie card, who hit the Grand Slam last night. I did purchase his rookie card uh, on on his advice. So I, I am 
I, I am too practical. I just am not a big fan of the Braves, and that whole tomahawk chop thing bothers me for some reason. I've never been like a Native American rights guy, or yeah. You know, well, I mean, I, I want rights for everybody, you know, but I've never been one of those, you know, Native American uh, crusaders, you know, and, and I've never like stop the, the Redskins' name should be. T- I've never, you know, I I didn't like it when the U City Indians changed their name to the U City Lions. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll always be an Indian. So I don't mind that, but but I think the tomahawk chop is a little much. Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. I was like, really, people? That doesn't bother anybody. And I'm, not, I'm and you know me, I'm, you know, insensitive, right wing, crazy, and I and that bothers me. So imagine what it does. Anyway, so we're sitting there, and the commercials are playing, and uh, and Natalie's like, there are a lot of car commercials uh, on <laughs> on TV and a lot of things like that. I wonder why that is. I said, well. You know, I think they figure that uh, that a lot of guys, I guess, are watching baseball and they uh, they buy cars. I, I I don't know. And she goes, "Well, uh, she goes, mommy buys cars. I'm going to buy a car." And at that point, I was uh, I, I I had to laugh because it was so cute of her uh, to say, "Well, wait a minute, though. I buy, I buy cars. I'm like, their daddy's got it wrong again." And so I was trying to explain, and, and so I so I actually don't know why there are a lot of car commercials, on, but but generally I guess they think, uh, especially with some of the sports cars, that they'll hit the guys, uh, and and that's what. But but that's like yeah, I'm I'm watching baseball, and I buy cars, so they better pay attention to me too. I'm just saying, if they're not, they better pay attention to me too. All right, so on top of the news media purposely getting things wrong purposely ignoring details, purposely shading stories, and purposely lying and using anonymous sources. If it's not the reporters, I mean the real journalists who are uh, purposely making these mistakes, then you have to turn around and see the pundits and how ridiculous they sound. For instance, if you go to the uh, seconds after Brett Kavanaugh was confirmed, you have Joy Reid, who is a, first of all, she's the one, remember, back in the day, who disparaged gays, but because she's a black woman, she got away with it. It's, It's okay to be homophobic and to be a racist and if, as long as you're black, and especially if you're black and a female, it's perfectly okay. You can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. Black guys can be racist, but generally, uh, it, sometimes they'll be called on it. Or homophobic, they'll be called on it. But if you're a black female, you can, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want in this joint. I mean, look at Maxine Waters. I mean, no, that, that witch will go out there and order people to disrupt people and, and, and attack people, and, and she gets away, and nobody says a, a word about it. Talk about privilege, Lord. So anyway, then Joy Reid gets up there, and she decides she's going to uh, – and this is what some people do, and especially minority commentators – they get a lot of mileage out of scaring other black people and other minorities. And usually that comes in the form of conjuring the 50s or uh, 
lunch counter denials or, you know, slavery or whatever. They try to kind of promote that. And Joy Reid just went off the deep end in her commentary about the post-Kavanaugh days. Joy Reid's with me right now. This, I know you're not a traditionalist like I am about (laughs) some of these things, but it is nice to see that they know how to be disciplined. Of course, this Republican leader, uh, Mitch McConnell, knows how to do this. He has corralled his entire caucus, except for um, Murkowski, mm-hmm. who has her home state politics to deal with. And he's got himself a victory here. You know, Chris, as I'm watching this, as we're watching it together, a couple things jumped out at me, one of which was Vice President Mike Pence calling for the restoring of order. And you look at that tableau there. This is order as seen from the point of view of the kind of people who run the Senate right now. The Senate, I was just writing in the demographics, are 78 men, only 21 women, 90 white, three black, four Hispanic, three Asian American. This is Now, of course, that's racist in itself of Joy Reid and sexist too because Joy Reid is coming to the conclusion that somehow if there are too many white people, it's wrong. And if there are too many white males, it's even more wrong. Now, let's just say some white person said, you know what? Look at the makeup of that particular group over there. It's 90% black and 10% white. There must be something wrong going on. It's like, wow, how fast do you think you'd be fired? Or how fast do you think your ass would be in trouble? Or, uh, boy, you look at that table over there, and there are 12 women and two men. They can't possibly come to any uh, legitimate decision because there are too many women and not enough men on that uh, at that table over there. Can you imagine uh, what would happen to you if you said something like that? But for Joy Reid, it's perfectly okay to take the tact of uh, too many white people must be a problem. Um, A country that was founded, to be blunt, on the idea that being a free white landed male gave you super citizenship, that you were more a citizen than anyone else. Mitch Mc- Boy, this chick is, she's really wrapped up in the 1700s. McConnell has decided that order means that people like Mitch McConnell, men like him, rule. He believes in rule. Democrats tend to believe in governing. <laughs> oh, what? sure. Right, exactly. Uh, just ask Barack Obama and his pen in the phone. That dude dug him some rules. That dude dub, dug him some being a ruler. I don't know who she's kidding here, but the idea that, that, that Mitch McConnell believes in, in rule, it's like, no, it's about, I mean, there is such a thing as the rule of law, thankfully, and there are certain uh, Senate uh, types of procedures that must be followed. I don't know why this menaces Joy Reid so much. I believe in rule. This is Mitch McConnell's rule. He is restoring order as he and people like him understand it, and they will impose it on the people like those people who are protesting, women who are shrieking out in agony, saying, you cannot impose this on us. You can't send us back to the 50s. But Mitch McConnell says, yes, I can. Oh, this is, I mean, imagine trying to exist in that little paranoid pea brain of Joy Reid, where she could look at an older white guy like Mitch McConnell and be as menaced as she is that, that, that somehow he is imposing this on others and he imposes. No, this, these are kind of the rules of, of governance, dear heart. And see, this is the problem, and I'll go back to this, and then I'm going to get Jim Hoft on the ear here. This is the problem 
in this country. It's not that we are a divided nation at all. In fact, division is good. It's good to fight for what you believe in. Bipartisanship is overrated. Uh, there are winners and losers. That's the deal. And, and, if, the, and if the Republican Party uh, wins more seats than the Democrat Party, then things are going to go better for Republicans and Democrats. Just, that's just kind of how things work. So the problem in this country isn't division. It's people like Joy Reid and all these other screech monkeys out there on the streets yelling, shame, 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 and banging on doors and everything, who refuse to acquiesce to the rules of order and to the way our government operates. They don't like the fact that we are a representative republic. They want mob rule. That's what they want. They believe that the people who yell the loudest are the ones who ought to be victorious. These people have been born, bred, and raised this way. And, 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 and they're all out on the streets, and we're out on the streets over the weekend, banging, screaming, yelling, screeching, shouting, kicking, everything else. Those are the people who are the ones who are dividing this country. And there's no reason for us to go ahead and, and then decide we're going to be the ones to have to readjust our system to accommodate these individuals. We're not the ones who have to kind of change uh, the way we operate. We're not the ones who should be the ones going back and going, oh, you know what, maybe we ought to change the way our system operates here because it's not working and because there is just too much division. No, we need people who are going to fall in line and accept defeat when defeat reaches them. But right now we have an entire segment of this population that just simply rushes into the streets, whether it be a verdict or a vote or an election or whatever that doesn't go their way. They decide they're going to hit the streets, scream and yell, destroy, cry, whatever else it is they come up with. I mean, these people are not Americans. They are people who want a different form of government. And you know what? They're never going to get it. So they'll continue to temper tantrum and, and yell and scream and bang on doors that are Shut never going to open. They're never going to open, people. The doors aren't going to open for you. There's a time and, and middle, place for this. And in the middle of and us don't have the time, showing you... In your embarrassing behavior, we're going to put a gun ad in the middle of it, like Breitbart does. Yeah, thank you, Hoppies, for the gun cleaning commercial right in the middle of everything. I mean, and all the shame on you people and screaming. These are all these are people who don't appreciate this country or our structure of government. They just don't accept it. So that's the problem we have, folks. It's not, it's not that we're divided. Division has been something we've had to deal with all the time. This, hell, our founding fathers dealt with division. And, they, and they, you know what? They overcame it. And then the unfortunate thing is the Kavanaugh thing was great because what we had to continue to do with these people, these shame, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. I'm convinced this is the same guy running out there with all the shame. He's the one who accosted Betsy DeVos and Ted Cruz. Shame, shame on you. He, I think he, I think he was uh, the, the same guy who said, shame on you for supporting the fur industry. I think it's the same guy.
maybe not. But what we have to do, people, is we have to keep winning. And the more you win and the more you keep pushing these people's heads under the water and, and, and drown them for good, it's the only way. Because they're going to keep doing this. And eventually they're going to they're they're, vo- they're going to lose their voices or whatever, uh, but but eventually uh, they're just going to keep doing because they're not because even though they cry and yell and riot and break things and do whatever and again I'm all, I'm all for regular old civil disobedience and and protesting is fine whatever I mean knock yourself out. But this idea somehow that you could try then to ruin people with false accusations where you can accost people at their homes, release their addresses on the internet, yell at them in restaurants, everything else. That's not American. That's not, that's not regular old protesting. I mean, hell, even in Martin Luther King's time, when they were, when they were fighting for the, 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 the actual human rights of black people, they didn't go into restaurants screaming at people. You believe that? But these people are all temper tantrums. And the only thing we have to do is we have to just keep on winning. Because that, that will never, that won't change. They can yell and scream all they want, and we're still going to have a system where we all go to the polls and vote. Now, ultimately, if they try to keep us from voting, then at that point, we're pulling our guns. But until that, until that happens, uh, we'll just keep going to the polls, keep doing what we're doing, and keep showing them what victory is. That's all. Give Jimmy Hoff the uh, phone call here. He's having fun with this, too. Ladies and gents, Jimmy Hoft, the gateway pundit in his loft. Let's see if he's going to pick up the phone. Kick Good up. morning. Good morning this morning, Jimmy. How you doing, man? Great. How's it going, Jamie? It's going great. Just having a... The, 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 I was just trying to explain to people, because everybody's complaining about how, uh, how we are... Uh, in a situation where we're such a divided nation, we just don't know what to do. I said, no, we're not a divided nation. We've just got people who are not accepting the results of proper American elections and proper American governmental processes, and they just can't stand it. That's our problem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um and uh, it seems to be that most of these problems are coming from uh, one side of the aisle. You would never see Republicans doing the s- same stunts that these Democrats pulled uh, in the past couple of weeks. I mean, what they did was just so uh, underhanded. And uh, I think it shocked even a lot of Democrats that they would stoop so low with what they did with Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. It was I, I didn't you know, and one of the things that, that I find interesting that's different than, let's say, uh, the old days when you had people who would hit the streets, there were protesters, everything else. And, yeah, you could you could take you could, you know, take their opinions. You can watch them scream and yell. But unfortunately, right now, though, their leaders I and mean, I'm talking about their elected leaders and people in the media now, that's what that's been the big change is that their leaders are talking the same way they are. And, and the media is talking the same way your common street moron lefty is talking. And so they're legit, and, and they're, these people are, are seeing more and more uh, messages that what they're doing is legit because it's legitimized by, the, by their, le- their elected official leaders. Oh, absolutely. And like you said, uh, 
You know, the media is hand in hand with this group today. It's hard to see the distinction between the Democrat Party and the mainstream media. And uh, the fact that they parroted everything that this, uh, all these allegations, and the fact that the media was in with the Democrat Party on this to uh, make sure that this, this good man, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, was uh, seen as a guilty person before he even had a chance to explain himself. And, and even afterwards, um, I think what shocked me, Jamie, and was upsetting was that this media that uh, we have, this mainstream media, they were, uh, even after the testimony, they said, well, both sides were, gave very compelling testimony. And it's going to be hard to decide because both sides, you know, really did a good job, uh, you know, explaining their case. And yet what the media refused to report on is that this woman still has no evidence, no corroborating evidence. Everyone she mentioned has denied that this took place and has denied that this party ever took place. And this was even after they, and we found out now, that uh, this Christine Ford and her there good friend from high school were pressuring this, uh, this poor woman, Leland Kaiser, to change her testimony in order to uh, smear this Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, it's disgusting, the tactics they use. And I hope that, uh, I hope that they're punished. I hope, I hope there is some, uh, you know, talk about fairness, talk about rule of law. If, if anything should happen, these people should be prosecuted for trying to tamper with a witness. So I hope this isn't the end of the story, but uh, this media was just out of control. And Jamie, I could tell you one thing for sure. Um, the American people were so glued into this. Our traffic at Gateway Pundit just skyrocketed this past week. Right on. And that shows me that uh, the, uh, the conservatives in, the, in America were very much following this story and very much upset and very much energized um, because of these tactics of the left. Well, and, and, and what's crazy is right now, Jimmy, and, and again, thankfully, they were engaged, and it's only going to uh, embolden us more as we go to the polls in November. This idea of a blue wave is nonsense, and everybody knows it. But now, even with these crazy left-wing loons on the street, there seemingly is no, no distinction between them and the people who lead them. So, for instance, if you... If, if you look at a, a person like this Empress, Empress Hirohito over there in Hawaii who uh, goes on TV, on CNN, and declares with a straight face that Kavanaugh did not have any corroborating evidence. Here well, she is. is. even more insulting than saying that uh, she gave a very credible account. I certainly believe Dr. Ford. Anybody watching her testimony would know, I would say, would conclude that she was. So she says that, that Kavanaugh had no corroborating evidence. And, and of course, it, it's, that's more than just being dumb as a bag of hair. That's somebody, <laughs> that's somebody not appreciating the basic concepts of justice. Because, because when someone right. is accused, the accuser is the one who proves the the accusation it is not up to the the person who was accused to uh, uh to 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 prove their innocence because they're assumed guilty right away it's not that and, and that's just and that's, this is an elected u.s senator for crying out loud um it's scary how stupid that woman is and uh that uh you know the left is uh promoting her and putting her up on a pedestal. This woman is really seriously stupid. <laughs> I mean, the fact that she cannot understand the, the rule of law 
and that this Christine Ford had nothing, nothing, nothing to back her up. Yeah. And, uh, and Kavanaugh had all the witnesses on his side saying, hey, this didn't happen. So it's, it's very disturbing that the left today, they keep propping up these people who are really, as you said, uh, dumb as a bag of hair. And uh, if it's if it's not Maxine Waters or Nancy Pelosi, now it's this uh, what you call a Hirohito <laughs> from uh, Hawaii. Who uh, you know, this yeah. woman is just every time I see her, I I can't imagine it's helping the Democrats in the long run to put such stupid people up as their spokespeople. Yeah, and and the, and the shame of it is too, Jimmy. I, I I'm not disagreeing with you on 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 terms of her IQ. But 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 something <laughs> something in me also tells me that she she does know better, but doesn't care, and and that's the worst part about it because uh, she does know that the concept of justice is that you are innocent until proven guilty, but in her mind, and these people do not like the basic American concepts that we have lived under for more than two hundred years. They don't like the system. I mean, that, that's why you get, for instance, Joy Reid on MSNBC saying there are too many white people in the U.S. Senate. That's why you are saying, getting from other people, that they want to change now procedures in the U.S. Senate. Or maybe we shouldn't have the Senate. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't have the Electoral College. That's always their answer when they get defeated is to try to erase whatever it is that didn't help them win. Crazy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's... Uh the the fact too that the left made this some sort of a a racist issue, the fact that Brett Kavanaugh's being attacked, how do they do that? I don't know. And yet, and yet, and yet, the left. I mean, to, for them to go to jump from you know this this guy is getting accused of some groping in high school, and then up to gang rape within a week from this other crazy person who is, by the way, they're investigating right now. They are investigating that Julie Swetnick who uh, said that she was uh, going to parties every week where they're gang raping girls, but she kept going for 10 weeks, you know? Wow. And then she got gang raped by, uh, you know, this, this good judge. I mean, what, what nonsense. I hope she does get prosecuted, <laughs> but um, the fact that they would jump to to this, making this a racial issue, it's just, it's so it should be very disturbing for the left that everything is seen as something racist and that and that they openly promote racism against white Americans. I don't understand that at all. I, I can't for the life of me, Jamie, I can't understand why you would want to be a part of this party, especially if you're being victimized every week and called a racist. If you're a white person, why would you want to join the Democrat Party today? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, I hope these investigations do uh, go on, but I, if, if they're going to go the way uh, of uh, all the other investigations, for instance, into uh, you know Hillary Clinton and beyond, then I don't have a whole lot of uh, hope that anything's going to come out of it. Because here's another example, that, and you have this on your page, which I think is, is fascinating, by the way, that we finally actually did hear, at least uh, indirectly, from Ford's husband, who did submit a sworn affidavit to the Senate Judiciary Committee after her testimony um, and, and he told the committee about his conversations with his wife uh, about Brett Kavanaugh and, and said he only learned about it in 2012 during couples therapy. But you're pointing out that there's something else very interesting about Russell Ford's testimony under pen, penalty of perjury. What, what is that? 
Yeah, I noticed this yesterday. It was the first time that we got to see uh, the uh, testimony from these. Uh, they're, they're calling themselves witnesses, right? And uh, they're, they're, they were defending Christine Ford. All of them uh, claim that they are some type of a witness, but they didn't. Uh, none of them heard about this story till the last couple of years from Christine Ford. Uh, one of the witnesses didn't even hear the name Brett Kavanaugh till the past uh, two months, and he's, you know, complaining to the uh, U.S. Senate that he should have been, you know, uh, that that they should have interviewed him as a witness. Well, you know, that's that's insane, isn't it? The guy just found out two months ago, um, and uh, the the incident happened 36 years ago. So it's it's uh, it's just crazy. But with uh, with this husband. He finally came out and spoke and said that, like you said, they, he, he tells this story that we've heard, but he, he left out the fact that they had to put in two front doors and, uh, to the house. And that's interesting because what we found early on in this investigation, we were reporting the rest of the story, Jamie, at, at the Gateway Pundit, and we were the first ones to report. I had a uh, a reader who sent me photos of the house from 2007, 2008, 2010, and 11. And uh, the original story Christine Ford gave was that they had to put in a second door because she needed this access to get out of her house because she was so paranoid after this groping incident in high school. And yet we found that that door was actually put on much earlier. In fact, it was put on before 2010. So this story, the original story she said was complete uh, BS. And it was interesting then, like you mentioned, Jamie, the husband did not mention this in his testimony because he was under uh, the threat of perjury. So that was eliminated from his testimony. I just think it's pretty interesting. Well, that's that's interesting because uh, we have a situation where I believe that the fact that he didn't include that in his in his uh, testimony is how unimportant that second door really was, right? I mean, that's basically, he, he, she claimed it was like a um, a door that was created because Kavanaugh groped her. And, and it, it, if it were that important, he would have included it, right? You would think so. And it really was, uh, you know, very, very much something that was stressed by her lawyers and by the left when the story first came out. She was so traumatized. She had to put on this this door, and it was an ugly door, and this and that. And yet, after some investigating, um, it, it looked like that door, we know for certain that the door was put on earlier than she said. And we also know that there was uh, a business that was uh, had the same address as this home, so uh, or she may have been using it for renters, but there's, there's more to this story, and she got caught. And so then the husband leaves that out of his testimony. Wow. Well, I'm also looking forward to seeing how uh, how this Avenatti thing plays out. Keep in mind, before the Kavanaugh thing broke, uh, there was a there was a belief that uh, Michael Avenatti was going to be the next big hope for the Democrat Party, and now it appears they're actually blaming him for for the fact that Kavanaugh was ultimately confirmed because his his story was such trash that he ruined it apparently for everybody else. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? And uh, I, I, I think, I think there's actually that makes a little bit of sense. You know, when he came out with this uh, witness, who, oh my gosh, her, <laughs> her story sounds like this woman was trouble from the get go. 
she's been creating havoc in a lot of people's lives for the past several years. And, uh, again, her story never added up from, uh, from the moment she, she, uh, was, was mentioned by this Avenatti and, and, uh, you know, again, saying she would keep going back to these wonderful parties each weekend, even though she knew these girls were being gang raped and the guys were lining up to get in the room. Uh, pretty strange. And it did, it did. I think it hurt the left a lot, but, um, it, again, it's, uh, I, I think it's what's, what's kind of interesting about the way they're attacking Avenatti is they're satisfied with the first story or two, but they're not satisfied with this story. So, uh, it, I, it, it makes me think that it was all a story, you know, the fact that, um, they, they got a lot of the American public to believe Christine Ford, um, but not this woman. I, I, I just think it was all manufactured from the beginning. I think it was a, it was a play, a political play on the left to try to ruin this man. And we saw even after his confirmation, Jamie, that some liberals were tweeting out, well, we, we destroyed his life and that was good enough. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, pretty disgusting comments, uh, that they were, uh, intent on, uh, breaking the commandment of bearing false witness against your neighbor just for a political gain. Uh, pretty shocking what's yeah. going on on the left today. Yeah, and then today we're going to see, because it's Columbus Day, so in St. Louis we're going to see the uh, kooks out at uh, the uh, park out there where where we have the uh, Columbus statue and it, it Tower Grove. And so apparently because... They, they initially were going to – they haven't made a decision on what to do with the statue, but apparently the group on Facebook has made a decision about what they're going to do with the statue, and that is they're going to tear it down. So we've got all this kind of historical uh, redress that we're seeing right now because these guys don't have anything else. So it wouldn't be surprising if some of the pink hats were out there today at the, at the statue, the Columbus statue. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, – if some of the Stockley verdict protesters all put their gear back on and are out there at the statue. So all, all, all the left wing temper tantruming is going to converge at that statue right. today in St. Louis. And it's, it, I'm sure that you're going to be, be on that uh, as well. But let me ask you this too. Uh, speaking of uh, cultural uh, reshaping Scott Kelly who is an astronaut, and he is the brother of Mark Kelly, also the astronaut. Mark Kelly, of course, is the Gabby Giffords' husband and everything else. But Scott Kelly decided in the, in the wake of um, the celebrations of the confirmation of Kavanaugh, he, he said, one of the greatest leaders of modern times, Sir Winston Churchill, said, in victory, magnanimity. I guess those days are over. So, of course, he was criticizing Republicans to some degree, uh, even if it was kind of awkward. But nonetheless, he still got crap from the lefties who uh, attacked him for quoting Churchill. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So now uh, the, one of the greatest leaders of Western uh, history, uh, Winston Churchill, is now someone we can't quote. I think – I, again, it may be because of the, the story, the book that Churchill wrote where he slammed Muslims back around 1900. Right. Um, in a very famous quote, maybe that's it. I'm not sure, but it's, uh, this is, this is the left today. And it, it, it even ties in with your, 
you're mentioning uh, this Columbus statute, Jamie. They sh- there should be no no question about what they're doing. They they really want to replace uh, Western culture with something else, and they want to you know eliminate all the good people, all the heroes, all the 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 men who uh, changed the world for the better. And uh, it's it's very disturbing what's happening. And the uh, this Scott Kelly, uh, you know, bows to this uh, the social justice warriors after he gets criticized on Twitter. It's, Unbelievable, really. Well, and and, and and it's not only that the, the, in, you're right about the cultural uh, whitewashing. And, and, of course, Churchill, they, they accused him of being a racist, but there's no basis, in fact, uh, about Churchill being a racist or what have you. And so it's just it's it's unbelievable. But nonetheless, not only do they want to kind of uh, redraw cultural maps, but they actually want they want to redo our governmental construct. They don't, they don't believe in the concept of a representative republic, which is what we are. Uh, they believe in mob rule. They believe in uh, a, uh, the direct democracy, which, of course, doesn't exist in this country. And, and so they have a completely different view of even the construct of our government. Oh, Absolutely. There's no doubt that they want to change it to, uh, and we, we see what they want. I mean, they, they didn't get their way in the 2016 election, and ever since then, they've lost their mind. And they're going to cram their, uh, you know, threaten people, beat heads, uh, you know, uh, disrupt every uh, conservative uh, group that tries to gather, um, you know, rant, rave, burn things, knock over statues. This is the modern-day left, and then... Uh, like they did the past couple of weeks, completely smear a person and ruin his life. Uh, really, really, uh, with some horrible things they said. So uh, this is this is the Democrat Party today. This is what we have to deal with. Yeah, and and, and and what what serious American advocates for the destruction of the Electoral College? I mean, I, I, which is <laughs> which is the, the the hallmark of our representative republic. I mean, if if anything, it's the it's the golden nugget. Uh, that is our representative republic is the electoral college, and so uh, anybody Republican or Democrat who advocates getting rid of that just because they lost an election is is crazy. But that's what they're doing. All right, and and finally, Absolutely. yeah, no doubt. And Jimmy, you have something here too about the um, oh, uh, I, I'll get into this in a second. The the deep state, the FBI, and the Department of Justice redacting certain. Intel documents that implicate Hillary and the Democratic National Committee. Uh, why are they doing that? You know, uh, this story continues to unfold. And again, it, Jamie, if you're if you're reading the mainstream media, if you're watching the nightly news, you would have no idea that any of this has has come out. That, but what has happened is they they've now put together that. The DNC, their top lawyer, met with a top DOJ official and handed over this information, this this uh, Russian investigation that the uh, DNC put together with contacts with Russia. And they paid for this, and they put it together, and they handed over in a meeting between their top lawyer and uh, a, a DOJ official, a top official at the DOJ. And so this is how they got all this started, this spying and these... Uh, smears against Trump for working with Russia, where we all know today that Trump has no contacts with Russia, never did, never even had business there. Of all the countries where Trump has business, Russia is not one of them. 
And uh, they tried to uh, destroy this man based on all these smears that they, uh, they put together. And now we find out that it was actually our government under Obama, his Department of Justice was working with the Hillary Clinton campaign, and they, were, they actually put this together. Now, why this isn't uh, bigger news, I guess we know why, because the media is so tainted and so corrupt today that they're not going to report on this. But this is a huge development, Jamie. And uh, again, I hope that we see some some heads roll because the, we can't have this happen in our country. We got to be able to trust our Department of Justice. It's kind of like last week, Jamie. Uh, there was two lawyers that were with Mueller. They're working on his investigation, and these you know these fourteen Democrat lawyers that Mueller hired. Not a one was a Republican. They've all donated to Democrats, or most of them have. Um, and, uh, now they went right back into the department of justice. They left the Mueller investigation, slipped right back into the department of justice. These are liberal hacks who are helping Mueller on this bogus investigation. They know everything about Trump, you know, everything, they, all the details, all these investigations, all of his, uh, uh, his business dealings, uh, everything about his company, his family, everything they found out. Now they slipped right back into the DOJ. So, uh, this is what we have in our government today, and it's no wonder that a lot of conservatives and a lot of Americans in middle America, where we are in the heartland, don't trust this government and don't trust the deep state and, and are pretty fed up with the FBI and, and uh, the, the corruption we've seen there. So uh, it's a huge development, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. One of the reasons why, and this is kind of a long way to go, but bear with me, it's one of the reasons why I actually do hope that Susan Rice runs against Susan Collins like apparently she is being talked about <laughs> doing. And, and one of the reasons why is because we can finally get into uh, what was behind her lying her ass off about Benghazi. You remember? Uh, there was a, uh, a, a hateful video uh, that was disseminated uh, on the Internet. And this was in regards to Benghazi. And she was the first one to get out there and promote the lie about a YouTube video causing the murders there in Benghazi and the rioting. And, of course, that was completely false. But it had to come from someplace. And, and, and we want to know where it came. It, it didn't come from Barack Obama, although Barack Obama spread it too. So did it come from the very people, Clapper, Brennan, because they were all – in the intelligence community at that time, did it come from them? And, and I, I can't wait to find out uh, because if Susan Rice runs, she's going to be uh, hopefully asked about this lie and where it came from because it's not good enough just to say it was Susan Rice's lie. Somebody told her that, and, and I'd love to know who it is. All right. Absolutely. It'd be great to get to the bottom of that finally. Um, it's, it's uh, again, the... The Obama administration, the Democrats, got away with so much when Obama was in office, uh, including, you know, the, the uh, IRS scandal where they finally had to pay out to these conservative groups who they were targeting. But, um, yeah, I'd love to see Susan Rice run. Wouldn't that be fun to follow her around? Oh, yeah. From campaign stop to campaign stop and just riddle her with some questions. Right. I you mean, know? Yeah. And that, so. it'd, be, it'd be great. It's, it's, it's a typical Democrat overconfidence. Now, I do have to tell you, though, I really loved Sarah Palin's tweet over the weekend uh, to Lisa Murkowski saying that she could see her Senate seat from her home. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, 
Uh, and I hope Sarah, oh, that's great. I hope Sarah Palin runs against Lisa Murkowski because you know people don't. I, I don't think people understand that you go back in history with Lisa Murkowski, and even the the first time she went to the U.S. Senate was only because of nepotism. It was only because her dad appointed her to the seat after he became governor and vacated his own U.S. Senate seat, uh, winning the governorship. And so when he became governor, he appointed Lisa Murkowski his daughter, to take over a seat. This is in 2002. And, of course, one of the people who also was up for that vacancy was named Sarah Palin. And so mm. uh, and Sarah Palin has never forgotten that. And, and Lisa Murkowski then lost her primary, remember, and then decided, well, right. I'll, just, I'll just run a write-in candidacy. So, I mean, this is what we get when we get uh, people and Republicans at the time, I'm sure, were like, oh, yeah, great, a Republican, whatever, and supported Lisa Murkowski. But this is what you get when you get people in office who haven't earned hardly anything, and, and, and you get this kind of behavior like you saw with Lisa Murkowski's no vote. Oh, yeah. This, this Murkowski's just been a, you know, a pain ever since she's in. I don't know what she stands for. Her, her reasoning doesn't make any sense, but it seems like with every major vote, they, everybody worries about this Lisa Murkowski, and she's from a state like Alaska. They should have a couple of solid conservatives coming from that state. Instead, we got this flake, and uh, I would love to see Sarah Palin go against her. Um, Sarah, of course, has a huge support base here in the U.S., and uh, I think it would be great and uh, to get rid of this Murkowski finally. She's just, she's just bad news, and she has been for a long time. Yeah, totally agreed. And and I have to tell you, though, uh, it is uh, one of those things where, you know, I, I really honestly believe that uh, when, when it comes to what, what she's up to, uh, I, I think it's time. She's had two terms, I think three terms now. And, and you know, and if Sarah Palin runs, you know, the president's going to be right behind her, right behind her. Unfortunately, though, uh, it's she won reelection thanks in part to Donald Trump in 2016, even though she didn't support him. So we've got another six years of her still, but nonetheless, it could be something that, uh, that, that, that pays off down the line. All right, buddy. Yeah, let's hope so. TheGatewayPundit.com. Jimmy Hoft, appreciate you as always, friend. All right. Thanks, Take, Jeremy. All right. Yeah, I, that, that'll, be, that'll be a fine race. But, but, but then again, it's, it's uh, uh, not until uh, it's, it's six six years from now for crying out loud that's right people we are live here that's right we are live from the discovery design truck care and manufacturing studios ddtruckusa.com is the is the website there take your baby by the hill Honestly, though, with the exception of all the temper tantruming, life seems to be going pretty well in these here parts. And with Radio Free Almond, RadioFreeAlmond.com. Don't forget we are working on these uh, hoodies for Radio Free Almond. Hopefully uh, we're going to have some soon enough. It's 90 degrees right now, so you're probably not needing a hoodie yet, but we'll hopefully 
uh, get them to you pretty quickly. Thank you to Golden Oak Lending. Golden Oak Lending can cure your blues, people. 314-567-GOLD. Rates in the threes now. And they can give you a mortgage checkup right over the phone. Check it out. Be able to turn that money in your your house around to uh, home improvement or paying off credit card debt, whatever it happens to be. They will uh, take care of it for you easily. The pros over there at Golden Oak Lending. 314-567-GOLD. GoldenOakLending.com. You know, there are three gigantic lending companies in the country and one of them is right here in our hometown and by gigantic I mean prolific and successful and everybody at Golden Oak Lending happy employees people who run the place started out at the bottom so they know what their employees go through and aid them and make them happy and keep them comfortable and Keep them experts, and so that's what you get when you get to Golden Oak Lending, people who care about you. 314-567-GOLD. Thank you to Michael Proctor, Proctor Drapery. Proctor spelled like doctor, proctordrapery.com. If you're looking for any kind of home improvement in terms of your uh, window treatments coming up for the holidays or hosting Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas, and you are looking for ways to spruce up your home, how about a beautiful window treatment. The woven woods are going like gangbusters now. These woven wood shades are really cool. The Norman shutters, side panels, any kind of uh, exotic kind of material you need for your side panels, your curtains, whatever. He's got that for you. Simple designs. He's got that for you too. He's your interior designer as well. So you're not paying for an extra set of eyes. You've got them built in to Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like doctor. Seven days a week, mobile design unit. Don't have to go anywhere. Comes right to your doorstep. Thank you, Michael. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. New York Times is actually reporting this story, which is, uh, I guess, at, at some point, you just have to report the news. In the absence of your other false charges you've been carrying. So uh, so he was confirmed to the Supreme Court, obviously, uh, immediately took the oath of office uh, in, a, in a private ceremony there. Just cute little girls and his wife. God love him. Man. He, uh, people went through the, been through the ringer for crying out loud. Aw. Poor family, man. This was just such a hit job. I just, just, and looking at this picture is very sweet because he's got his girls there and his wife, and he's taking that. And after all these lies, unbelievable. And you know, it's interesting. I'd love to, at some point, and we probably won't. I mean, if, if I'm Brett Kavanaugh, he's probably just going to work right away and, and just doesn't want to talk to anybody, and I don't blame him. Or his family, too, but I could just imagine what his uh, daughters have been going through. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they were shielded from a lot of this. I wonder if they were purposely kind of uh, shielded from all this nonsense. I hope they were. I mean, there's a way you can do that with kids. 
you know, you, you, you don't have to watch every bit of news and you don't have to have every little conversation, whatever. I know, I know that when things happened with me, uh, you know, I, I explained a little bit to, to Aiden and talked to him a little bit about it. But I didn't sit down with the girls or anything and, and have a conversation with them about this. Or uh, I didn't really talk much to Aiden about. It. I didn't want to. I didn't. You know, I certainly didn't expose him to all the terrible things people were saying and the headlines and things like that. And thankfully, um, all the kids at school were great. So uh, that, that that was fine. Everybody knew what was going on there. But I didn't have a sit there and have a conversation with them or even talk about it at the dinner table or whatever and bitch and moan about stuff and how I was wrong and everything else. They just saw Dad just go back to work basically I mean you know there was a few there was a few rough moments there but they just saw me go back to work and get back into it and and um, with a minimal impact on their lives at all so that, that's really what my, my sole focus was to make sure that their lives did not change in terms of this particular thing so just to reassure them that everything was the it's the same. It wouldn't surprise me if Brett Kavanaugh and his wife did the same thing with the girls. I mean, there's no. I mean, how could you possibly want to expose them to all that was going on, all these negative things? Maybe they watched. Maybe they watched his testimony before the Judiciary Committee. But if I'm, I don't know. If I'm his, I don't know what they did. I'd be curious to know what they did. I mean, on the one hand, you know, kids, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a shelterer. I, li- I like the, uh, I mean, as much, as much as I'm in the business of uh, illumination and everything else, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a shelter guy. I like to shelter my kids. Yeah, and so I, I, don't, I try to keep them away from, I don't, I don't, you know, the news, and they don't only watch the news at home or, Stuff like that. It's just too much. I, I like them to to, to to live in peace. You know, I'll, I'll take care of the, the controversial stuff. But I don't know. Would, would you, uh, on the one hand, if I'm the Kavanaugh's, I'm watching the, uh, I'm I maybe having them watch Dad and his testimony. But, but you know, maybe, maybe not, though. Like, if I were them, I wouldn't want my kids watching my testimony. On the one hand, it's like, yeah, man, uh, show your dad, show them your, show them your dad fighting for his, for what's right. But on the other hand, you're, you're, he's also detailing all these things and, 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 and using words, you know, gang rape and rape. And it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know. I just wouldn't be able to do that but i wonder what the, i wonder how they how they manage that i'd really like to know i don't think we'll ever really know but i hope the girls are okay that's all i'm saying is that this has been i just and i'm sure that they were somehow kept away from all that stuff and i hope and i hope they were but I, i'm laughing because they're just so cute and i just feel so bad for them it's such a it's the, the the people are so miserable so mean and disgusting 
these people on the left. Somebody was just pointing out to me the other day. I didn't even uh, didn't even notice this. Julie was had messaged me, and she was like, "Did you see your Instagram?" And I haven't been on my Instagram heaven knows how long. Somebody uh, was telling me that that's the wave of the future, the Instagram thing. And uh, and I I hadn't seen the comments on there since you know the whole firing thing. But there are people wanting to put guns up me and shoot me and. You know, I didn't even I didn't even see it. Didn't even notice it. But but that but 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 that's how little I really cared about about these people and what and what they said. And I figure that uh, ultimately uh, things will even out in the universe for them. And so I didn't worry too much about it. But I I was uh, but I didn't see that. I, I didn't care. You know. Um, and so I I was. Uh, but I didn't even see that, so I got to go back and look at that stuff. But if you, because I didn't, I forget how disgusting people are. Because <laughs> a lot of that, I just don't even pay attention to it. But sometimes you have to. Anyway, the New York Times uh, did this story, and so uh, he he has set a historic first with his choice of clerks, and that's in the New York Times. And, and of course, he had said that that's what he was going to do, right? So. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh met with his four law clerks, all women, which is a total first for the Supreme Court. So what happened is then Samuel Alito moved to uh, Kennedy's old chambers, and then uh, Kavanaugh moved into the uh, Alito chambers. So even without knowledge that any of these charges were going to be brought forth or any of these ridiculous accusations were going to be brought forth. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh said, you know, I, I started early to take action when, and, and what he thought was the underrepresentation of women among law clerks. And, and he actually came to that conclusion after reading about it in the New York Times. It was a 2006 article that said only seven of 37 Supreme Court clerks uh, were women. And so you might remember that during the testimony, he said a majority of my 48 law clerks over the last 12 years have been women. He said, in my time on the bench, no federal judge has sent more women law clerks to clerk on the Supreme Court than I have. And, you know, it was... uh, very, very interesting to 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 see that testimony because he he had uh, had these uh, four women ready to go even before any of this came about because when you are nominated first nominated you have to actually put forth who your clerks are possibly going to be or or likely going to be and so he had to submit names and everything else. This is well before Ford or any of these people came about. So you know what. Um, what do they call it? You know, when, when no one's looking, that's what really shows the kind of person you are. Well, uh, no one was looking at Justice Kavanaugh, you know, being a alleged rape or any of the, this stuff. And he was doing the right thing in his mind right off the bat. So uh, only one of the four women cl- clerk for Kavanaugh in the past, Kim Jackson, who's also African-American, um, that, that uh, one somebody said um, – they they caught up here. Uh, he had testified about this in his hearing, um, and that was really one of the most substantive moments there. 
and and so what's going to he goes this this term six of his former clerks are working on the Supreme Court double the number of any other appeals court judge four of them are women and so he's actually going to see them all again that that uh uh you know and this is interesting too uh that that uh, Jonathan Adler, who is uh, a person on Twitter, said uh, this term, Justin Brett, Justice Brett Kavanaugh has already hired as many African-American law clerks as Ruth Bader Ginsburg has in her entire 25 year tenure. And, and you know that Ruth, obviously, Bader Ginsburg is a dyed in the wool uh, liberal. So. Uh, the Law Journal then profiled the four women, and one of them is uh, uh, Sarah Namasman. She's from Harvard Law, 2016, former student. Shannon Grammel, she's from Stanford, uh, clerked in the circuit court and that kind of thing. Megan Lacey, University of Virginia Law School, 2010, uh, worked for uh, Chuck Grassley at one point. And, and and the fact of the matter is, in spite of what people are claiming about Justice Kavanaugh, he has a long history of a very diverse selection of clerks. So keep in mind, this is a guy that perhaps in U.S. governmental history is probably – they tried to portray him as one of the most vile women haters on the planet. Okay. I mean, he's, he would be the poster boy for terrible male behavior. If these people got away with their lies, but the reality is they, they, they couldn't have messed with a person with a more antithetical track record to what they're claiming than Kavanaugh. So on the D.C. Circuit, Kavanaugh hired 25 women and 23 men as law clerks. His four clerks from 2014 to 2015 were women, and 21 of the 25 he hired went on to U.S. Supreme Court clerkships. And and his 48 clerks had not only diverse backgrounds, uh, but also viewpoints. So... uh, Kavanaugh sent 39 of his 48 clerks to the Supreme Court, including uh, clerks serving justices in the current term. Although most of those clerks have gone to conservative justices, Kavanaugh sent two each to Justices Sotomayor and Kagan, and one to Stephen Breyer. Uh, no, none to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but, but his clerks went on from his, his court his appeals court, to serve three very liberal Supreme Court justices. So, so basically what, what the Times is saying, and this is the New York Times, but nonetheless, the, the, transi- the, the transition for Kavanaugh should be easy, but, uh, uh, but Justice Kagan, I mean, this is how small these people are. Uh, Justice Kagan was the one who uh, went out of her way, it seemed, to uh, be concerned as to whether or not the Supreme Court will have a middle position going forward. I don't know whether she she was being interviewed at some consortium or what have you. Here, listen to this. Likely headed to the 
Supreme Court. Justice Elena Kagan is warning tonight this key swing vote on the court could be no more. Speaking just moments ago at Princeton University, listen to this. Starting with Justice O'Connor and, um, and continuing with Justice Kennedy, there has been a person who people who found the center or people couldn't predict in that sort of way. It's not so clear that, uh, you know, I think going forward, uh, uh, that sort of middle position, uh, you know, it's not so clear whether we'll have it. All right. So how is that, for instance, not politicking? I mean, and, and keep in mind, these statements were made right as the senators were debating whether or not Kavanaugh was going to be confirmed. So, so basically what you're hearing her do is lamenting Kavanaugh's nomination and, 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 and assuming he won't be an independent voice. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a Supreme Court justice, people, talking in the in virtually hours before there's any kind of confirmation vote, lamenting the fact that, oh, uh, Justice, Justice Kavanaugh won't be independent and there won't be any kind of middle ground. Who knows? So uh, in my opinion, Kagan, before all this was going on, Kagan was trying to uh, keep Kavanaugh from being appointed to the Supreme Court. So uh, it's also uh, Kagan herself never says she's an independent mind. And Sotomayor was sitting right next to her and never bothered to interject. So, so, uh, so her assumption here is that, that only conservative jurists are the ones who need to kind of uh, be flexible. But Kagan, there's no responsibility to be flexible. I mean, I mean that's that's really what she's saying here. Is it? Yeah, you know, uh, and never never says I'm an independent voice, because apparently being a liberal judge of the Supreme Court uh, does not encumber you with the need to be any kind of independent mind or whatever. She's just basically not. And, and you know what? That's that's another problem we have. Is is that the left? And, and, and liberals never have to account for their stridency. They never have to account for their immovability. But Republicans and conservatives always do. That's why whenever you find Democrats and liberals and the left on the losing end of things, they'll always pull out the, oh, America's so divisive. We need to resolve this. America's so divisive. You're so polarizing. Yeah. Like like Hillary Clinton. Have you have you ever heard Hillary Clinton be described uh, described in any way, shape or form as polarizing? No, of course not. Because only only conservatives, only Republicans can be polarizing. And because or or divisive, for that matter, Uh, whenever you have people calling for more bipartisanship, it's usually always the people on the losing end of the electoral situation so uh we need more by we need to go back to the old days of tip o'neill and blah 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 getting together and back slap it's like yeah i know you do i know you want to go back there 
course you want to go back to those days. You want to go back to the days where you and the Republicans uh, were all uh, getting together and having meetings to figure out how to screw everybody in America. That's what you want. You want to go back to the days when uh, you weren't having to make a decision or, or, or make a tough decision or actually do what we want you to do, and that is reduce the size of government and get government out of our lives. You just go up there and, and plot ways to bone us. So anyway, that's, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the world we're living in now where if, if you're a Democrat and if you're liberal, whether it be in politics or on the Supreme Court, you have no, nobody bothering you about having to come to the middle. Liberals and the left never have to come to the middle. They never they never have to go towards the towards the common sense approach. They'll always just sit there and fold their arms up and say, "We're not doing this, we're not doing that. We're going to protest this, we're going to protest that." And don't do anything. They decide they're not going to do anything. And then and then when Mitch McConnell, the duly elected majority leader from a from a duly elected majority Republican party, uh, they are uh, they're they're sitting here and 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 they're just they're saying well Mitch McConnell somehow is is being aggressive and being a, a terrible ruler and it's like no he's doing what he's elected to do it's a majority party apparently when Barack Obama was out there bragging about how he'll do anything with a pen and a phone and go around Congress he, he, that was fine that wasn't him being oppressive that wasn't him uh, you know being a, a, a mean ruler or whatever. It was just, oh, yeah, that's Barack Obama. He won the election. What else do you want? Elections have consequences. That's what they were talking about. Phil wants to know about the clerk thing. That's that's the New York Times um, article, and it's a pretty good one. I'll get you guys, I'll get you guys the uh, link up there on the thing before we, uh, we do that. Uh, and, yeah, and Tim points out Kagan was not even, never really even a judge. It's like, come on, people. It's ridiculous. So thankfully, decency, common sense, and what is right won out, and and that's how it all uh, that's how it all fleshed out here. Let me just give this uh, let me just give this uh, New York Times uh, article to you guys, um, and I'll put it up in the in the um, I'll get the link for you and put it up in there. Let's see, here we go. Yeah, it's got a lot of good information uh, in it, and I, I hope you don't have to subscribe to it. I don't think you do, but uh, it's got all the information you need, the background information on on the Kavanaugh appointments, everything else, and it's right out of uh, the New York Times. And then there are other articles related to it that will um, that will tell you about that. Let me just uh, get this here for you before I have to shove off. Come on, people, my. Um, Facebook's kind of going slow here. I'll get it to you. And don't forget that tomorrow, uh, Judge Napolitano is going to be on with us. He'll have some interesting things to say. And then Wednesday, I'll be in here. Jimmy's going to be on with us. I think Genevieve Wood is coming back. She's been kind of uh, on hiatus there. Let's see. No. Oh, no. I, I, I'm putting it in as a uh, – I want to put it in as a comment. Hang on. There we go. Uh, and, and, um, and then on Wednesday – after the show, Wednesday, I'm heading to New York – and will not be on the stream uh, for in New York Thursday and Friday. I'll be, but I will be doing Facebook lives uh, from New York City for you. So I'll be I'll be doing that. So I'll have the show. I, pro- I probably won't be on 
three hours on the Facebook Lives, but I will be on uh, long enough, and we'll, we'll talk some things out, and I'll let you know what I'm doing up in New York, and I'm going to stop in and see some folks over at Fox News and do a couple things uh, that way, also working on a project, but I'll tell you about that a little bit later on, and then also going to uh, see Katie up there, too, so yay, yay, yay. It'll be fun. Let me get to uh, my outro music, and I appreciate all of you. Thank you, Santino Cigars and Cocktails, right there on Vogel Road. Had a conversation with Mike uh, over the weekend, and he said, keep in mind, during the week is not the only time you want to come down there. If you want to consider a date night on Friday or Saturday night, or even for that matter, Sunday, uh, or, or you want to watch the ball game, or you want to do whatever else, there's all kinds of different kind of little, you guys who were down there know what I'm talking about, all kinds of different little compartments of Santino cigars and cocktails that you can enjoy. And it's a great place uh, for couples, too. Uh, and, and so anybody who has any kind of uh, issue with perhaps uh, going to a cigar joint and having their... Close smell? No, he's got an exhaust system that he paid a lot of money for. So it's clean air, and it's fun, and he's got your bottle. He and Shannon do at Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Vogel Road, Arnold, beautiful place. Check it out. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood tree.